What's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Jack of All Trades, a weekly podcast for you to digest where there will always be a special guest. I am your host, Jacqueline Renee, aka Jackie O, Captain Jack Sparrow, Black Jacks, and Trapper Eye Jacks, if you know me like that. All right, you guys, uh, America, <laughs> the world, uh, really facing another viral infection and somehow America leading the pack again in the spread. And all the while, it seems that we're still focused on other viral moments, things that are happening in our virtual spaces online. So how do we navigate this society where we are constantly um, having to take precautions for our health, but it seems like people are just so focused on having a viral moment online. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, this week, Jack of all trades takes on viral America. So You know, it's not really looking that great in these American streets these days. We got a lot going on, but somehow social media still reigns supreme and dictates so much of our culture and virtual moments somehow continue to control the narrative. So I've brought some really great guests, returning guests back to talk about many aspects of what's going on in viral America so let me give them a chance to introduce themselves. Hey, y'all. It's me, your girl, Chandra, back in the building. Y'all know we've been going through some um, a multifactorial bullshit layer. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it tonight. Welcome. <laughs> and I'm Trey. I'm glad to be back. Talk about this foolishness. Welcome. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your partner, Nate. I'm just sitting here about to rap with my good people about all the craziness that's going on in the world. Welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for joining. How's everybody doing? Doing well? Doing good, doing good. Good as good can be. Holding it in the road. This is some new shit I learned. Holding it in the road? All I got to do is hold it in the road. Hold it in the road. Okay. New country terms every day. Around, every day. <laughs> around here. <laughs> so, yes, you know, there is so much happening in these here ghetto ass United States. Um, you know, it's high summer. It's hot as hell in America. Um, of course, COVID is still out in these streets. I don't think the numbers have changed as much as people would like to believe. And now we are facing new challenges and even beyond that we still are very much you know moving forward in a space where everything is about a viral online presence how can i go viral how can i maintain follows likes uh, views and clicks right so just wanted to bring us all together to chat about it so Of course, before we get into the questions that I have, we have an icebreaker that we have to get into, and that is BBL Perrygate. The other day at 
the prestigious Florida A&M University. They celebrated and held their summer graduation commencement and graduation photos have become a standard at FAMU. Mm -hmm. The the students Mm -hmm. take to the major monuments and landmarks at the university and take really great, beautiful, glossy uh, Photoshop down pictures (laughs) that Mm -hmm go viral yes right and they always look great so this year there was a young lady who attended FAMU for grad school she was there a year or two earning her master's in education and she decided to pose in front of one of the newest uh monuments landmarks whatever it might be called on campus uh, a huge rattler that is in front of our new um, student center, the CAST mm-hmm. building. Center yep. for Access and Student Success is yes. the name of the building. Yes, the CAST building. Come on, alumni. Right, you know, got to know what's there. I work there. I work there. Oh, okay, so shout out to, to family employees. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, so we've got this beautiful new statue in front of the building it's been an attraction everybody wants to take a picture in front of it and this young lady somehow in the middle of the night uh found a way to go to this statue and pose naked with a swim cap looking type of cap that had tentacles coming out of it that were in snake print um Ass Medusa face. vibes. Medusa vibes. She yes. Was Medusa. Right. But she didn't even get it right. Right. Medusa don't play. Medusa hey. vibes down <laughs> to the ankles, ass facing the camera with her looking back at it. Right. Hey. Naked. <laughs> Medusa, didn't, Medusa didn't even need no BBL. Can you say look back at it one more time? <laughs> so that's what we were all were doing. Hey. Shorty, Shorty was double cheeked up at the rattler. Double cheeked up. Hey, one thing about it, you can't and tell nobody how she to respond. <laughs> you can't tell nobody how to react. You can't tell nobody how to celebrate. That's how she celebrated. It's wrong to a lot of people, but hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep looking at that art for real. I'm not, I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> so yeah, um, of course there was immediate outrage amongst uh, students and outrage. alumni alike on all of the social media uh, platforms she posted on her instagram and i believe her twitter um if she didn't post on her twitter it certainly made its way on over um a a fellow alumni of mine sent it to me uh, as i'm sure many of us did and i was like whoa like uh when did this happen you know and i guess it was fairly in real time so she pretty much had the right any famu uh networks online whether it's you know chat groups um spaces on twitter her own Mm -hmm. um comment section on fire on uh, it was on fire it was in flames in flames friday night going into saturday so yeah just would love to hear more of your thoughts and opinions on the BBL Perry Gate, as they called it. Um, for those that may not know, there is a building <laughs> on campus called BL Perry. And of course, uh, based on, you know, the shape of her ass, we definitely have coined it a BBL. And so oh, man. now Productive it's reasoning. Yeah, BBL Perry. So BBL Perry. Yeah. 
Uh, damn creative rattling, I tell you. Right, you know, folks wasted no time. So, yeah, would love to hear your thoughts on what that that moment uh, really, really meant to you or, or what your reaction is to that moment, I should say. Let's start with you, Chandra. I'm, I'm sure you had a, a, a strong reaction to it. In the same way that when I saw that picture, I am still speechless. (laughs) Why? What? Who? When? (laughs) Where? Like, I just don't understand. But uh, clearly, I am in my late 30s. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't get these kids because... Ain't no way. I don't care how provocative I dress all my life. That was said in the yes. caption. All my life I dress provocative. Who gives a fuck? Keep dressing provocative. Right, because when you say you dress provocative and she also mentioned wanting to promote body positivity, that requires some level of clothing. That means I'm going to wear a bikini, even though somebody might not think I should. I'm going to wear the tight dress or the low cut top, right? It means you're going to wear clothing that maybe Mm -hmm. people might otherwise take issue with you wearing, but you're going to wear it anyway. Body Mm -hmm. positivity and dressing provocatively does not mean being completely naked, but go ahead. My bad. Never, (laughs) never. Like, Yes, I'm positive about my body too, boo. But I'm not about to like why? Like I said, it's all the W's. Clearly, and, and um, we need to reintroduce to these kids the W's because we know who, what, when, where, why. <laughs> like, right? What's the other W? Like, what How? is the reason? Why are you doing it? What is the end goal? For me, I feel like, what's the end goal? Yeah. It, if, it's, if it's going viral, okay, you achieve that. But now... When do you, you take it down? You cancel my copy. You, you are never going to cancel my child. Because the only thing they're going to see of you is you standing butt booty ass naked in front of the goddamn cast building where you receive your graduate degree. Be clear. Yes. A master's, you received a master's in education. Yeah. What would make you think this shit was okay? <laughs> what happened? You, you, you not, your, your thinking in, is not linear. You got some jagged edges, bitch. Go get some counseling. I'm just saying. <laughs> got some jagged edges, bitch. That's fucking harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's a little harsh. I mean, when it first off, as far as com- consequences, that's on her. She did what she did. I mm-hmm. when I first saw it, I didn't, I didn't init- I didn't have like the outrage. Mm. I just when it comes to this generation, because what she like twenty five, if I'm not mistaken, she said she twenty five or something. She said 20- the tender age and spelled it like the app versus you know being tender T I N not T. Right. Like, well, <laughs> you need to just go sit down. Just she's but, but she's, she's 24, 25. She's right? 24. I yes. don't give a fuck how old you is. But no, no, no. But you check, check this out. Check where I'm going with it. So when I saw it, I was like, man, 
one of them, these just crazy they wild but yeah. one thing about this generation her generation that she's in I don't, i'm not sure what to call them gen y's what are gen they? z gen z's mm-hmm. the gen z generation they're so clout driven yes that Ooh, unfortunately true. you got to think that's about it unfortunately true. like regardless of the fam you like noble culture that we've already set unfortunately a lot of these clout chasers are going to be going to fam you now, when it comes to her, I was just telling you, Jackie, earlier, I didn't realize she was a transplant, you know. I didn't yes. know she was a graduate student. Yes. You know, FM. So that actually has a lot to do with it because you got to think about it. Like, she 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 went and got her master's. She's probably barely on campus. Right, right, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She likely never stepped foot on campus until she took that picture, actually. Yeah. It's possible, yeah. Because so you would know that we have respect for each other over here like i don't give a fuck what you got going on right it's a, right. It's a level of decorum that you but i gotta i gotta say like she won't be the last she might be <laughs> you know she won't once she they, won't be the last they, like nah because once they i i heard from credible sources that they are they can't, they can't take her degree they ain't never gave her no degree she ain't even got no degree you know you don't get your shit till you leave <laughs> what you know this fam you you ain't getting that shit ahead of time they still gonna give it to her though they you, might delay it no 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 right. i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you this i personally know for a fact because this is something that happened to me I flexed on my chemistry professor because I was like, he kept coming to class. He was like, talking about his mama and shit. And I'm like, dog, I came here to get a grade. That nigga gave me an F. I failed the only class I needed to graduate. Mm-mm. I had to get my degree conferred in summer, spring, some shit like that. I ain't, <laughs> when I marched, I didn't get my degree. Marching don't, don't mean shit. That is true. They can put some, they can levy some fines on your ass so quick, and you think your ass in the clear, no boo. Yeah, that's that is that part is true. Well, we don't have to focus on the consequences. That's you know, you know what I'm saying. I I just think in with her doing it. And then, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say, but I did deep dive on her on social media. Like, I, <laughs> this, you know, the Dick Tracy in me, me did. Too. I did go to her yeah. page and I found out all her. I saw, the, I see the road she going down. She looked like she wanted to yeah. be an artist. She mm-hmm. had like a leg uh-huh. body video. Um, it's too I easy saw, to be a content provider these days. Yeah. And then yeah. I saw like her gradual change from when her body started changing. And. I was like, okay, she posting rapping videos and and twerking videos, and next thing you know, it cuts to I'm a graduate of FAMU, and she hey. was ass naked. Are we not going to talk about the courage Dang. that it takes to do that, though? Are we are we going to dismiss the courage that it takes for somebody that is very very educated to get up there with their nakedness and put that in their hair and do that? Now she's chosen her fate. Her wrong is her wrong to make. But that was some confident shit to do. I, I I will salute that. I mean, people have done a lot worse on FAMU. They just hadn't had a camera on them. Because I know we heard about the stories that was exactly. going on That's the in some point. of these classrooms that people okay. talking about they they illustrious <laughs> school 
We remember what y'all used to do up in the in, uh, them classrooms. What, 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 uh, what building was infamous uh-uh, for? Uh-uh, love uh-uh, making. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We redacted, okay? We gonna, uh-huh. It's redacted. <laughs> redacted, redacted. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. Right. Jack of all <laughs> trades is not going to be the reason, okay? <laughs> I, I mean, he's not you... wrong, but we're not going to start giving specifics. <laughs> Go ahead, Trey. No, nah, I was just I was just following up what Nate said. You know, he said it took a lot of courage. And I'm just like, I don't know. I think we might be confusing courage for that addiction, the clout and mm. attention. Because even in her yeah, caption, she was, was like, too. I've been she was like, I've been dressing provocative since I forever. And I'm like, OK, so what you were like five years old with a mini skirt and drop top like come on so you basically telling me you've been chasing attention for years you just got your masters you decided to celebrate what better way to celebrate than to get butt booty naked at famu one of the most viral hbcus in the country right so she basically walked up to the grill and just put extra lighter fluid on because she could have gone viral with just just her standing in front of the snake, snake looking beautiful. Right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. I mean, if, I, we being, I, if we being honest, yeah, like, she could have viral just like that. Yeah. Just from the being a The picture that she student, posted, you know, right, being a master. The picture that she posted previously was straight up black girl excellence. She yeah, posted yeah, it down with her afro, yeah, like a, her yeah, bill She had like a little Pam Greer vibe going on. Yeah. yeah. Did, did like she that. take down the post? No. Nope, so exactly. She don't care, and we should no. Leave. It's what she wanted to do. <laughs> she wants to go viral. Come on, we got right, to her attention. Offset told us they do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. Like if they do something up, to be talked yeah. about, and we talk about it, and they win. yeah. How about that? And we talk about it, and everybody's talking about it. That's the thing about it. And, and but you know, fifteen minutes don't last that long. Right. I think this is going to last for quite a time. I think this will last for a while. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure it won't. So my <laughs> my two cents. So all right, like y'all said, like we made clear up front, she came to FAMU as a grad student. She studied undergrad at FIU. She's from Miami. And which automatically puts ma'am, okay, Atlanta, <laughs> don't do it, Atlanta. Um, so came to FAMU, right? Tallahassee as a grad student, probably did not spend very much time on campus physically. I definitely agree with that. Um, studied education, had um, an undergrad degree in communications, and I I hate to like rag on people's diction and pronunciation and stuff like that right because it does not dictate your intelligence and again she had this long detailed post talking about you know how she's always dressed provocative and people have judged her intelligence off of that and this is her way of proving that your intelligence does not equate to how you portray your body and your image and as much as that could be true it like you guys said, you made it very clear. She decided to have a viral moment at one of the most viral HBCUs. If you were to type in best HBCU, most popular HBCU, popping ass HBCU, right? Fam, you's going to pop up. 
Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Whether, you know, the haters like it or not, there's only a handful of schools, FAMU, Jackson State, you know, maybe Grambling. It's not that many schools, Howard, right? It's not that many schools that's going to pop up. We are absolutely one of the, uh, I would call it even elite eight, right, amongst HBCUs. So she decided, let me stay in, let, in state and go to the popping ass HBCU that'll give me in-state graduate tuition get this master's degree and then it'll be one career path but like y'all also said she seems to want to be a city girl she wants to rap wanna <laughs> be famous she wants to be famous mm -hmm. how, how better what better way what better way then become viral first become viral but first that 15 minutes ain't gonna last that long right that's what i'm if she's hey, lucky, somebody... I'm sorry, I got a question. I got a question. Okay. I want y'all to think about this. Uh-huh. If... Now, we want to salute to Megan Thee Stallion because she just got her degree, too. Now, salute. if Megan Thee Stallion would have taken a picture similar or maybe something almost just like that, do you think that she would have gotten the same attention? Or do you think that she would have gotten... Meg would not have statue? done that. At the statue? Yeah, she definitely would have... She, they'd be she like, no, that's Meg, though. They would have been like, that's Meg. They would, there would have been a group of people it. that said that, but they, she would still get some of the backlash for doing it at that location. Because yeah. Baby Girl, Baby Girl could have done her own photo shoot, FAMU themed, and we we would have at least let it float into Twitterverse. Right. But she did it on our campus at, I mean, our campus is our campus. Like, you know, no one's ever desecrated our campus like that before, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meg would have never gone to TSU yeah. naked, ass yeah. double cheeked up on a Friday night after graduation yeah. and said, I'm that bitch. <laughs> she would not have done that. Yeah. And that's where it's like the lines get drawn. Of, I had a lot of questions about it. Like, it looks like it was set like a nice camera crew out there. They set up the lights. Where was the security FM walking around? Yes. Where were the people passing by? Did anybody have any outrage when they saw this thing getting set up? How many pictures did she take? All right, you first off, we ain't about to put this back <laughs> on FAMU because you know damn well it's some it's summer school. There's not much staff going up and down Wanish Way. No, I'm not putting it on FAMU. I'm putting it on certain times in general. Like, yeah, like, students, people that could possibly feel some kind of way because it is a lot of people that feel some kind of way and a lot of students. So. If you would have been outside and you saw this going on, I don't know. But I'm I mean, not no, sure as, far as, that situation goes, as far as that situation goes, she perfectly timed that shit. Yeah. I promise you, it's always somebody on campus. It ain't never nobody not on campus. It ain't never a time when somebody ain't right there. I'm telling you, ain't never no time. So but, she pretty much walked up to that bitch with clothes on and just dropped her shirt. And somebody took that shit and they took that picture. Yeah. I would That's say... That's what really happened. I mean, in my humble opinion, campus traffic has decreased heavily. Just from being at homecoming last year and walking around and not seeing the same level of traffic you would have seen in the past. But I do think it still happened the way Chandra just mentioned. Like like you said, Nate, 328 AM, go over there in a trench coat, drop your trench coat, take your pictures. Cause there's only a couple, exactly. right? It probably happened very Listen, quickly. They they just they just build a barricade. So you can't even come to campus from from where Pattyfoot used to be all the way to 
the other side where uh where the softball field is. Mm-hmm. Oh, they just so they didn't close. They didn't close. They just close off Wanish Way now. Damn. Yeah, they close Wanish Way. They close Wanish Way. Oh, they might have some fights on there. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing is going so back to it. Saying, yeah. That girl, she really had she really planned that shit. Like, you already know, but it's just for clout. You would do anything for clout. Right. <laughs> and and not just that. So sometimes though, as you're doing things for clout, you're exposing the holes, you know, in yeah, in an organization sure. or in an institution. For sure. Because she was able to pretty much breach, right? The security. Of course, they're going to take action. So, I mean, for me, it's like you decided to do it because you knew it would yeah. garner attention. Exactly her friends on. and the people that know her are like, oh, you viral, oh, you viral, right? Like, they're excited. Like, shit okay. Right? They're because excited for they, her. They don't have no kind of, they don't have no kind of nothing like no they don't kind of background they don't Value, see this as a, a problem yeah all those kind of things that nobody's teaching that shit no more no and this is really sad it's really sad yeah you don't got no kind of like what are you living for if you don't got no kind of like you just aim around you just walk around aimless right because again like we've been saying you know you can have your side goal out of all of this to just have viral content to have somebody like gucci Mane, you know pick up on your wave she's pubbing her music uh-huh. for a minute i'm like is this like a deep plot for rap shit on hbo max yeah. because she's out here and don't get me wrong like the song was a little bop you know she pushing her content <laughs> on her story <laughs> you know yeah but ultimately if you did come to earn this master's in education and you do want to fall back on the idea of having a career as a counselor or a teacher, you're fucking it up because it's not like a business degree where depending on the role, you might not even have to prove you graduated. When you want to be a teacher or a counselor, don't you have to prove that you earned your certificates and your, your transcripts have to reflect that you have, you know, completed all yeah, the coursework. Yeah. And you know what, as a teacher, I can tell you all that means that you're showing that you earned it. But ultimately, when you see the rest of the world capitalizing off of becoming entertaining, like most characters in the White House, most yeah. people in the political parties, like, mm-hmm. you know, you got people that are doing anything to, and they're being famous and they're being raised to another level of acceptance. Yeah. Whereas an educator is looked at as a community leader and you should hold up, uphold a certain standard. When, right. we, when, when in reality, we deal with the general pop of the whole the whole community, the whole, the whole nation. Yes. We deal with Jim pop, pop. <laughs> we dealing with Jim mm-hmm. pop kids, so they actually relate to us a little bit more when they realize how down to earth we are. Which is why I feel like that girl gonna be all right. It's a mistake that she could talk about that she made if if she ever chooses to accept it as a mistake, which is up to her honestly because I mean she did it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you because I feel like they agree with that. these days don't have no kind of humility, so yeah. she feel like she right and right and right. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, right? It's going to be on the next generation to make a decision about what she's done. But the hard part is our generation, right? Elder millennials, Gen X, we are the ones (laughs) that will be kind of the first line when she decides to enter the education field. 
and if parents feel like oh that was the chick that posts nude or if she tries to pursue a role in a high school where they already know how to use social media and can very easily google you or look you up like she just needs to know that that content is out there and even to this day while we're talking i just looked and she still has the post up on her instagram so the longer you leave it up the more people can screenshot it, access it, you know, validate that it happened because they were able to pull it up and save it. And as long as she has a way to either justify or just speak candidly and transparently to what she decided to do and the decision she decided to make as an adult, then I agree she'll be all right. But I guess, you know, if nothing else, like what a time. (laughs) What is so that? I, I just I just looked it up. They got like quite a few nudist communities and I think that people practice that a lot and I'm like it is it's different for us, but they look at it as a natural lifestyle and practice a non sexual social nudity in private and public. Yeah, let's be honest. I like to be naked too. But Hold on. we gonna redact this too? <laughs> <laughs> I know we better be doing some damn redacting now. We ain't talking about your nakedness. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, let's be real. We gonna be honest or what? I don't like to wear clothes, but I'm not gonna go up to FAMU and stand up on the goddamn at the center for student access and success. I'm not about to go up there and drop my. Hey, but listen, Mashanja, y'all missing the point. She also on that post had her mama's vocals on there. On a voicemail, oh, like my baby, I'm so proud of you. Hold on, right. Sean, she said, "I'm oh. so proud of you." I'm everybody so proud. Right. And I was just like, "Damn!" So that that right there told me a lot about your way of thinking. Like, okay, I'm gonna post this naked pic, and I'm gonna put my mom on the same post. I bet <laughs> it was it was, the, it was the interlude for her album, and it was the album cover. She, we go. she literally died. So when she go platinum. And, and, he don't, and hey, y'all when she go platinum, don't be putting no snakes in her comments. <laughs> right? Yeah, there we go. There we go, Trey. Don't flip sides because hey, you know we'll day. flip up quick. Like, oh, she famous now. Like, all right. yeah, you know, she knows she's right, right? right? You know, oh, you ain't know. <laughs> okay, bet y'all gonna be all in there. Yeah, they, yeah put that rat long. Whole team. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, y'all. But on the flip side, though, the law, like there is a law, and especially when it comes to schools right she was on a school campus she was down the street from an elementary school if if for example if the law states you cannot be nude or publicly indecent with an x amount of feet of a school or an elementary school what happens when she's viol- in violation of that law like i think those are things she just needed to make sure to think through and if you're okay yeah. with running that risk do you but if they're going to be able to come back and say hey like actually because you were down the street from famu drs the the elementary school this is a complete violation of florida law like she needs to be ready to face that consequence i i can agree right like hey if this does nothing but propel her on some rap shit type shit you know she goes viral and just like the you know the questions we'll get into right and she becomes a winner in the viral type of environment i i agree rattlers are very quick to be like well you know that's that's us 
but I think (laughs) it's it's also just like an example of making sure that you know what the potential consequences are of your actions because I think and that's why we're we're taking that away from her (laughs) she knows I I think this is a thing where you know for me even as I zoomed out it's something about being a part of an an established alumni base especially for an HBCU it's a finite number of us right it's less than a I think it's less than 50,000 alumni, maybe even between like 50 and 75,000 people. And everybody feels very committed to this community, right? So imagine being a part of this huge black, you know, family reunion type environment where elders up to, you know, day one type environments have a say and they're in the know, right? Imagine your grandma, your great grandma always knowing what's happening. So mm-hmm. it's like but she didn't. Miller, right. Uh, 104. Um, yesterday, 104. Yes, right. So imagine being a part of a group where everybody is in the know about what's happening all the time. And you somehow turn out being that, you know, ratchet ass baby. Right. It's just like you got to know what you're stepping into. And I don't think she realized that the rattler alumni and and the student body and the broader community was going to have this type of reaction but i also think she was ready for it and she wanted it because she came to where she could get a lot of clout right i mean even rick ross has mentioned girls at famu with a gorgeous face right so it's a place where you can go viral. It's a place that's known. It's a place where you can feel like you popping. And she took her chance, but she just has to know that there are consequences to her actions. Jackie, did you say that the song was a bop? Yes or no? What? Did you say that the song was a bop? Yes or no? Of course. The Oh, the song was good. It was. I liked it. Well, she's, well, she's going places then, damn it. I mean, <laughs> she was like, y'all tag LaFlair. And I'm like, I mean, tag LaFlair, y'all. Because if she, if she does well, then good for her. But I, I think it's also pretty wild for you to do that shit. And then think that you don't run the risk of, of negative consequences. That's my only thing. I think it's tell. Uh, it pushes the envelope, definitely. But hey, you know, we know we stand on it. <laughs> it was provocative and it definitely got the people going. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm just impressed that she had a package to go with her moment. Like, you know, she did it, it went viral. She had a press statement ready. She got videos of her dancing and rapping and stuff. You know, she <laughs> she had a press release like she <laughs> She had everything ready. So I, I, I'm i eager to see what happens. Like, she's either going to fight or fly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn right. But she's going to teach them kids. <laughs> and who, I bet her class would have had nothing but single daddy kids in it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just think, right? Because it's, and that's the thing. In this America, there's a teacher shortage. So at the end of the day, whether she's teaching in Florida or in goddamn Arizona, she could probably find a job because we yeah, need yeah, educators. Find a job. She might not be her, a master, her master's is in counselor education. That means that she don't want that kind of help. Race. No, she's a a student. Like she ain't in no classroom. She's a student counselor. Like she's the person that 
She ain't in the classroom. Okay, another person that we need in our schools, systems, and districts. Help me out, baby. So she's a safe place, yeah, is what you're saying. She, like... She's a safe place. No. Uh-uh. How? <laughs> yeah, she can what? get a job at FAMU. <laughs> right. She can get a job at a FAMU marketing department. Especially if somebody, oh, no. There are plenty of people that want to tell her their problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, you Make know. shit up. <laughs> I feel like it's definitely one of those things that is representative of this new era that we live in. And I feel like we'll continue to revisit that as we get through some of these questions. Like the world is changing yeah. and shifting and you this know, is a different world. yeah, as much as I wanted to side eye some of the people that kept talking about that, like, Oh, we claim to want to be progressive because I felt like they were basing it too much off of body positivity body positivity does not mean being naked but i do understand that we are in such a rapid cultural shift that things that matter to us that you know we found to be respectful or disrespectful and things of that nature and in 15 20 years they're just going to mean nothing and it's it's just kind of wild to like kind of see it in real time you know shift like this so good luck to you bbl perry um hopefully they don't go too hard on you girl yeah good luck for sure she got it she got this <laughs> all right so viral america let's go and go ahead and get into it uh way down into the episode child so to kick things off you know I, I think about how i started this podcast about a year into the pandemic and we were dealing with the coronavirus and the fact that it was spreading around trying to figure out how to avoid it we know we went through quarantine understanding uh, what would happen when you got it symptoms how long you should isolate right and all of those different types of things and then of course we saw people I won't say ignore all of those precautions, but, you know, kind of take them with a grain of salt and, and get back on with their lives. Um, and then almost a year went by before we got access to a vaccine that encouraged um, a lot of people that had been laying low for the most of 2020. And that allowed for them to get back out, um, start to socialize more. COVID is still very much present, but because of the access to vaccines, because people have, um, for the most part, you know, taken advantage of them or continue to mask and move accordingly, America has moved on. Um, but now, <laughs> here in the year 2022, we are faced with another viral infection that's starting to float around, and that is monkeypox. So, monkeypox is a rare disease caused by infection with the monkeypox virus. Um, the virus is part of the same family of viruses as variola virus, um, which is the virus that causes smallpox. Uh, monkeypox symptoms are similar to smallpox symptoms, but milder, and monkeypox is rarely fatal. Monkeypox is not related to chickenpox. So this is all on the CDC's website. So monkeypox, um, the first human case of monkeypox was recorded in 1970. Um, it was it was discovered in 1958. 
uh, when two outbreaks of a pox-like disease occurred in colonies of monkeys kept for research. And despite being named monkeypox, the source of the disease remains unknown. However, African rodents and non-human primates like monkeys might harbor the virus and infect people. So prior to the 2022 outbreak, monkeypox had been reported in several Central and Western African countries. And previously, almost all monkeypox cases in people outside of Africa were linked to international travel to countries where the disease commonly occurs or through imported animals. And these cases occurred in multiple continents, right? So essentially, you know, it's not the first, right? I mean, we found viruses to be rooted in um, longstanding communities in African countries and Asian countries, right? Like COVID. And so we essentially see that people are starting off with having uh, monkeypox in different countries within Africa and as people travel as the the world turns um these diseases and viral infre- infections spread throughout the world so in the United States yesterday um or 2 days ago on July 29th the USA became the first country in the world to surpass 5,000 monkeypox cases after the CDC added 282 new cases for that day. 30 days ago, the USA only had less than 400 cases. So this shit is getting around. Um, The incubation period is a max of two weeks. So it's longer than COVID. Um, And it spreads by contact with skin or contaminated clothes and laundry. Um, And anecdotally, I'll throw out there, which means, hey, this is what I've heard. It's not completely factual. But, you know, in a lot of ways in the U.S., NYC has been the um, the main place uh, where the virus has shown up and people have tried to make it out to be a quote unquote gay disease. And while this disease does spread um, in an STD fashion, it is not only spread because of um, homosexual, you know, sexual contact. That's not the only way that this disease is spread. And I, I'm, I doubt that's the, the way that any disease is only spread because even HIV was never that way, even though they wanted to paint it out to be a gay disease. So, but because of that, um, access to the vaccine that exists for it, testing for it, um, even encouraging people to um, quarantine or isolate uh, it has not been widely spread. It has not been a priority with healthcare providers and doctors and in urgent care spaces. Um, people are trying to play it off like, oh, it's just a gay disease. No big deal. That's not true. So <laughs> with all of that being said, what are your thoughts on America's current perception of monkeypox? I mean, if you have one, right? Because 5,000 cases, eh not much right especially in comparison to where we've been with covid but knowing that 
this number will absolutely grow. What are your thoughts on America's perception? Or maybe you do already have a, you know, um, a point of view on America's perception of it. Just what it, what are you thinking when it comes to monkeypox in the U.S.? Uh, let's start with you, Trey. Um, let's see. I had I had two initial reactions to the whole idea of it. I remember when it was first brought up. It was I think there was a case in another country somewhere. I'm not sure. Um, and then I remember we fast forward to my first time seeing a picture with somebody with it. Oh my god! And. <laughs> I immediately, I, it's almost like my past self caught up with my present self. And I was just like, okay, I'm concerned. Yes. But then I thought about it. I laughed because I was like, well, I was concerned when COVID hit too. But, you know, I just feel like our society, we're just so, you know, obsessed with how we look. Yes. I just feel like the results of monkeypox, even though it's rarely fatal, are enough to drive us into a frenzy more than covid and covid was killing people like on site mm -hmm. it's almost like it's like the scarlet letter like oh damn like i ain't trying to have no lesions on my face uh, right you know and they said they said the you know the bumps pop up everywhere like so they're not only external they're internal you know they, they had a girl from georgia show her pictures and stuff mm -hmm. she had on her tongue you know, I, I'm pretty sure she had them in some of her crevices. Oh, yeah. So I could only imagine, like. <laughs> Nate looks so startled. <laughs> but, I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, uh, uh, you know what? Not killing people? Like, Trey, I'm going to tell you, man. And Ch Jackie, when you was introducing this. <laughs> all right. You know I'm a veteran, all right? Mm -hmm. I've been in, I was, I'm a real vet, Army, U.S. Army, right? So they got a term called snafu, and it stands for situation normal, all fucked up. And oh. the reason that that exists is because it's pretty <laughs> much when everything is fucked up, that's the normal state of affairs. And when you attach the word research to the monkeys, it let, it lets people know that there are some other forces that have, have, have come out of this. And it always drives people up the wall when it's like, oh, you those conspiracy theorists or this, that, and other. But come on, what are we mixing up? Monkey's been here. People been here. Why is this junk coming out and attacking people and having them look the way that they are? Lord, take me if I go that if I go that way. It's time to go. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Lord, take me away from here. Nah, I was actually just thinking. I want to. I need to get on Amazon and get me one of those. What are they? Uh, the baklavas. The you know, um, Kodak Black and your boy Pooh Ice to be wearing them. Little ski masks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, are, we, are, we are scared we gotta, of air <laughs> and right? people. Like, <laughs> you know if, you say, if I got a goddamn not be around people, then I'm just no. Yeah, to be around air and people. Like, yeah, you can't be nowhere doing nothing. You can't breathe. You got people scared to live and scared to die at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> now, ain't that a bitch? I mean, come on. <laughs> Well, you know, I agree with Trey. You know, I think people, first of all, are ignoring this as much as they can to start, right? Because in all fairness, 5,000 cases, um, that is still a very small number, right? Relative to the size of our country. Um, there are less than 1,000 cases in New York, but they're close, right? It's like 900 and something cases. 
Um, and then the rest are scattered throughout the United States. There are five states left that don't have a case yet. So it's not COVID, right? It's not COVID where it's spreading so fast that, and it's also not as lethal as COVID, but like Trey said, and like many people have said, it is not the same with COVID where people can get COVID and you fuck around, you actually might come out looking better depending on how it hits you, you know? You well, might, damn it, Jackie. You know, you might lose your sense of taste and smell, lose a couple pounds. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah, but monkey, maybe you detox. Right, right? Monkey yeah, pops, yeah, though? COVID-19? Okay. <laughs> A little Rona, you know. Hey, my granddaddy used to call it the nineteen. He used to, he never called it cold. He said, you know when they say that nineteen jump on you, it's a it's a wrap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you get a little nineteen in you, you can't taste nothing. No way. Why? Might as well drink broth for five days, you know. But monkeypox. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about um, a pox-like disease, right? So we're talking about bumps everywhere, like you guys said internally externally i've seen some nasty cases where people have you know um lesions or bumps on their face yeah, and i'm not going nowhere like that nowhere baby okay i mean like and I'm i not, have I'm a, not. i have a little you think doordash <laughs> is gonna know me more than i ever known let I'm me tell about, you like, what going nowhere. okay <laughs> and i have a little bit of trypophobia so i don't like to see bumps that then turn into like uh, a hole or crater you know i, I mean like i am vain and right like i mean my goodness like all we got that is our phobia. face what's the name of the phobia trypophobia when it's like you don't like to see like organized dots <laughs> like i don't like to see like tarantulas right and they have those all those eyes and stuff yeah. so like just imagine hmm. like if somebody has a lot of like of those monkeypox marks on their face. So what you're saying, Jackie, is that you're not eating there. You already ordered your food, and it's a wrap. Uh, it's, a wrap. it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Right? And I, so, so I 100% understand that this is going to turn into a vanity crisis. People are not going to want to have massive breakouts on their skin that affect their their skin, their face, right? And yeah. and put them in a place where they have to heal their the the way that their skin, their largest organ looks, right? People don't think about that, but their skin is your largest organ. And if your your body is fighting a virus and it's impacting your skin, and they say it's painful too, right? Yeah. And those bumps are everywhere all throughout your body. So like you guys mentioned, you know, having bumps in your, you know, your private areas, your genitalia, sensitive areas on your body, that's not fun. So I, I think that once people start to realize, like, damn, I'm at risk of that. <laughs> Go ahead, Chandra. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, see, I ain't having to say but Lord have mercy because I don't want no painful bump or anything on in my genital area. Right. Because when I get ready to get down, I don't need nothing to be withholding me from that. Like, right. no. hey, but like you said, it's gonna be some people that ignore it. I'm talking about they gonna Ooh, talk um, but that no in, the, in the club dancing, like, bro, you're not the same. Like, <laughs> right, right. I mean, 
I think that's where it's going to get real. And there are a lot of people that, you know, good people, right? Like that mean no harm that really have fallen into this idea of thinking that this is a quote unquote gay disease because it has honestly been spread around um, in a lot of LGBTQ communities as a result of, you know, having your good times, it's summertime and people are, are having their fun. And I've seen some very candid accounts on Twitter, you know, talking about like, hey, yeah, we were out having a good time, you know, and lo and behold, within a few days, like started showing symptoms of monkeypox. That pox jumped on them. Yeah, right. But that is that's not only that's not the only way. And I think people will start to realize it when that back to school starts and now you are washing your clothes at the public laundromat or your kid is exposed to another kid at school whose parents don't have to be gay, right? But maybe they were out of town, right? And maybe they were um, on a family vacation and their family was exposed. Things start to happen very quickly. And then we start to see it show up in the classrooms. And that's when we're going to start to see just like, I don't know about you guys, but ringworm was a big deal. You know, when I was a kid, and I remember getting it in first or second grade, something like that. It's going to start to show up in that same way. And that's where I'm like, people are going to have to change their perception of this. And this you know is- what? You speak, of, um, you speak of that. And I'm going to tell you what a lot of people did for ringworm. Black mm-hmm. people really didn't know how to respond. You know, black people would definitely give you Robitussin and put Vicks Vapor Rub on you for anything. Anything. And... <laughs> And a lot of the times they would give you some malt liquor when you had the rainwater and they pull some, some gin on gin on your on your wine no. that'll kill the giant and make your hair grow. You know, they tell you everything. You so, some gin real. I know. Yeah, no, I can't do this with that. This ain't that. Oh my gosh. No, that is not. We had I had like the chamomile. Because I remember my ringworm was like right under my chin. I'll never forget it. I don't know why I remember it. Because I have tropophobia and that shit was ugly. So mm-hmm. I remember it yep. was under my chin. Yeah, and I have like a chamomile type lotion, right? And again, what I don't like calamine lotion. It's called calamine lotion. Calamine, thank you. Pink. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like that uh, pink shit that girl did. Ooh. Cut the bismol. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Right. And so I don't know if it's effective for monkeypox or not. Right. But but again, like we talked about, incubation period is two weeks. So now we're talking about kids having to stay home for two and a half weeks. That's longer than COVID. Right. Oh, hell no. Y'all got to get your ass out of here. Y'all ain't got to go home, but you got to get this one out here. But where they going to go that they not spreading this shit around? Exactly. Like, that's the shit that's just wild to me. Kids are the nastiest people on earth. So anytime that you try to put up some kind of procedure or regulation on people's health, like the last people to follow it is Gen Pop. Once again, we back at General Pop. Right. The kids Which includes children, do yes. not care. They're lawless. I've seen kids take their mask down, cough, dap each other up, <laughs> pass the ball to each other, <laughs> digging each other's noses, like, you ain't get it. Let me get it for you. Like, kids are wild. So how are you going to stop anything from doing what it's going to do? You the pox is going to pox. <laughs> the pox going to pox. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right? The only hope is that you can just stay away from it. And I, I don't know about you guys, you. but I'm not going to lie. I asked um, 
of co-worker in this new Oregon community that seemed like she you know knew where to get the things I said where can I get a monkeypox vaccine girl she's like do you think you have it I'm like no but I don't want it <laughs> like right what can we do because by the time it's you know facing us like we're staring that bitch down it's too late hey I'm proactive not reactive thank you right i'm trying to be proactive about this bitch so <sighs> hey if you're but you know we all you know what's crazy is that we all travel we all live our daily lives we all plan for the weekend knowing that this is going on which is what's crazy because it's changing the way that we respond in our caution mm-hmm. i would feel yeah i would feel that we would like to you know assess the situation and claim a certain type of cautionary motive behind doing what we want to do but a lot of the times it don't make sense and we're just trying to make it make sense but it don't yeah it's hard <laughs> it's hard with your own your day to day so that leads into my next question like how prepared do you believe our healthcare system is for two viral emergencies like you've got people coming in with covid symptoms and Girl. then you've got people coming in with more possibly even oh. more physically obvious symptoms of monkeypox like how do you do you believe we're prepared for this girl the healthcare system ain't prepared for shit it ain't even prepared yeah. for you to go in there with your regular basic ass covid being your tender young age of <laughs> under 40 you cannot depend on no one else for your health right now no. you gotta be your own advocate you gotta put your self ahead of everything else. If, if, if you depend on some other shit, you're going to be upset and your family going to be like, we're going to sue. Yeah. And I, think the, I think the silver lining is that it's not uh, as fatal as COVID. So hopefully we're not, mm-hmm. you know, crowding up emergency rooms. But on the other end, if the vaccine is not plentiful right now, that means it's gonna spread. Yeah. And so what do we do? What do we do when a significant amount of the population just has it and there's a lack of vaccine? You know what I'm saying? Well, are yeah. we just are, and you know are what? We, are we just gonna be monkeypox people? That's what I'm saying. It's like the vaccine be like one hat fits all. It's like <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Everybody responds differently, everybody's body's different. I don't know. It's definitely a lot to consider, but I don't think that we're prepared. We never are. You know, who's we ain't never gonna be prepared for no shit like that. But at the same time, I'm telling you, you and I've been telling my family this since I was a freshman at family. When I took Dr. Norman first class, Dr. Bell, Doctor, all the they was telling us the United States is not set up for us to it's 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 for us to work. Yeah. Not for us to survive and thrive right yo i remember when they said in them same classes that walking into a forest in like south america was like the same as walking in cvs or walgreens all the cures for everything yeah. is in everything there but in of course nature. they keep the knowledge away from us and you know they put it in the topical creams and everything that you would need to know as far as how to apply or get that that same type of reaction out of that plant people don't know so not only are are the medical emergency not the medical service is not prepared but people in general just don't know how to respond to any emergency like unless uh-uh. shade room unless the shade room tell you how to do it people ain't gonna know what to do 
Right. <laughs> Besides the fact that we um y'all seen all them um floods happening in places where they don't even never get rain. We really in the real time. <laughs> we living okay in the end days. <laughs> we living in the end of days, baby. Yeah, y'all need to go read Revelation. Okay. Lord, take me. This is the second plague, baby. We got about six or more. No, but you know, I think I, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, this is a less lethal virus and viral infection. So hopefully that will not result in an overloaded you know um healthcare system but i also acknowledge that there's just a lot of people that aren't really paying attention to what's happening and just hoping for the best in these here united states um so you know you just have to to do it right you have to create your own plan for how you're going to navigate you know throughout so I don't know. I I mean, it's funny because we won't shut down because capitalism, uh-huh. right? That's nope. the easiest explanation, right? They, they never say, gonna happen again. right? They're like, oh, we want you guys to continue to travel, spend money, um, consume, right? Bottom line, consume. Uh-huh. But I don't know about you guys, but I could walk into any given uh, grocery store, a uh, convenience store, anything of the like, anywhere, whether it was, I've lived in Florida and I now have moved to Oregon. So clear across the country. And I've been in California. That's the only place I've been in between at this point. And there are some places you can walk into and shelves are wiped clean. So at yep. some point, right? At some point, there's going to be nothing left to consume. So the least you can do is make sure to provide a, an abundance of access to healthcare so that the people are healthy because that's all that's left. We don't have anything left to consume. So the least you can do for us is make sure that we're healthy when you finally can replenish your shelves, you know, but I think the problem, the, the, the baseline problem that we as Americans are depending on is depending on America. You really have to be on a mindset where you got to depend on you. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like, you need to get your shit together. It, like, it, it, I'm not even talking about on the paying your bills, nothing like that. I'm talking about being able to survive mm-hmm. 101. Yeah. Survival 101. Yeah. That's where we are. And if we ain't never figured that shit out to, before today, they keep showing us. Mm-hmm. They they told us we can't even have abortions right. because they want us to have the babies that they're going to put in the prison. Right. Prisons or in the quote-unquote field. Either way. The, no, the pipeline starts in first grade. Uh, 100%, right? But even if you don't... They see our children in first grade. But if you see, don't make like, it into prisons, they want you to work for low wages exactly. and, and right and and produce and no sell these things live. no way you can live right no type of actual thriving so so yeah, yeah. so we don't get this shit now and we don't figure this shit out right now right 
It's gonna be a wrap for sure. Ain't no turning back. That one I'm about to be an ex fan. So see y'all later. <laughs> so anywho. <laughs> Moving away from viral infections to viral moments. So again, right, we live in these here United States where we are faced with the real threat of viral infection that can impact our health. But somehow people are still more so focused on viral moments and being on the Internet and getting a ton of likes in a very short amount of amount of time. Right. That's essentially what going viral means posting a video image or some combination of the two and getting tens of thousands of likes within the first 24 hours and then having um if if the goal is such you know having a hangover conversation or um debate about what you actually posted um some examples of things that went viral over the course of 2022 so back in january antonio brown you know pretty much quitting mid-game <laughs> that was um a viral moment kind of showing that you can go viral um as you're exposing challenges with mental health right i think that's what we found that to be um we also saw the next month the baby fighting with danny lee's brother at a bowling alley going viral for essentially showing that you ain't shit um <laughs> in march we had one of our most famous moments will smith slapping chris rock at oh was it the grammys y'all the emmys the oscars the oscars it was the oscars thank you mm -hmm. the oscars and showing that going viral you know can really invite a lot of opinions that uh where people proclaim that they're disappointed or shocked by you. Um, and then just recently um, we had um, Miss Miss Ma'am go viral for her pink sauce. Um, the caterer out of Miami who was pushing her pink sauce and ambiguous type of signature sauce that she made, shipping it to customers and going viral. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going viral because people were receiving it and getting sick or just acknowledging that they did not receive a shelf stable product so you know going viral I is take a that thing. back Jackie I take that back I don't want to say her stupid ass I just think her yeah. unthoughtful ass unthoughtful right yeah she was sending the lady with the pink sauce was sending them shit just old milk to everybody I mean, yes I don't know Right. She I mean, me, she didn't help her situation because she didn't have a clear understanding of who the FDA was and the fact that they monitor the Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> no, no, Jackie, you ain't putting this in perspective. Hold on. The girl said, I, what are y'all talking about? She was on live, first of all, and everybody was coming at her neck about not knowing what it was. She was like, I don't deal with drugs or medicine. What are y'all saying? Right. <laughs> Completely like, ignoring what? the F, right? <laughs> Like the F is for food and you cannot just sell any sort of food in this country. So, you know, if we take it a step back, right. And think about how she was going viral as a caterer. She was popular because she caters food in Miami, probably the tri County area. She crafted this signature pink sauce that she was using personally and maybe with some friends and people were interested and they wanted it and then all of a sudden she set up a platform to sell it so the question that i have is how have we seen a desire to go viral show up right like like what did she do as 
likely a young millennial, right? Maybe a Gen Z um, to, to further push this product because people, they, they want their viral moment to last. So how do folks show up when they're essentially saying, all right, like I'm, I'm having a viral moment. People want what I have. I have a ton of customers lined up. Like how have we seen that desire to go viral and remain viral show up in, in different segments of our community? Viral is just the same thing as saying, I want business. You know, I want people, I want people's attention and I want their income. I definitely, I definitely feel like the, the the desire to go viral has kind of erased the old structure of like having a business plan. Yes. Like, cause we okay, like we just oh, talked about so the girl good. with the pink sauce. <laughs> like, we just talked about the girl with the pink sauce, and it sounds like she was doing generally well prior to her viral moment. Right. And her desire to want to just take off with the sauce without putting in the research to know that unfortunately you can't just mix mayo and all your random ingredients and just ship it all over America. Like it needs some preservatives in it. It needs to be tested against like allergen tests. It needs to be FDA approved. (laughs) Like, like you just can't be shipping your sauce in whatever type of containers. And Yeah so no that's super valid yes like i don't think i i agree it's it's not just a one generation thing but i think that across generations people have decided this will replace all of my approvals and certifications that i need to to clear to sell this product they're like oh Mm -hmm. i've got ten thousand customers waiting or even you know less than that right and they decide, mm-hmm. I'm just going to get it to them. Like, I'm just going to make it happen. And it's like, well, at the end of the day, if you're putting milk in your products and those uh-huh. products don't make it to those people in two days flat, you're running the risk of making them sick. And right. they, you're not stripping it dry ice. Right. It's not it's not happening. Yes. Right. You're not following the, the precautions that will be needed to ship that product under any circumstances, let alone, let alone getting there as quickly as possible. Like you're just not clearing the, the bare minimum when it comes to regulations. So I don't think it's a generational thing explicitly. I think maybe, you know, there are smart folks in every generation that are doing what they need to do. But, you know, I think the newer generations will absolutely see it as a substitute you know, for going the completely legitimate route. And then folks from older generations, right? Older millennials and Gen Xers and and even baby boomers are just like, maybe they just don't know, you know? And they're just like, oh, let's just do what we got to do. But it also saves money too. They're looking at it from a money standpoint. It does. Everything. So they're knocking out a lot of middlemen with doing that. And then in that, they're going to make their mistakes along the way. Yeah. And it's going to be just as loud as it was when they promoted it. So they just got to deal with it. Yep. Yep. Very valid. Right. It's, it's very interesting to see how people show up where it's like, Oh, I have a viral moment. You know, they loved my one post and they loved how I was pushing my, you know, I'm making it up my bonnets. So let me do everything I can to get my bonnets out the door or 
when it comes to something like a perishable item, I know there was an additional post talking about a lady selling um, boils, like as in seafood, crawfish boils, and mm-hmm. shipping them. And they were not shelf stable. All of this food was cooked. Wow. Wow, and people stupid enough to buy that. Then why you can't just trust people? You can't trust people. Right. Because people stupid. Clearly. If I why would I trust you to send me a whole <laughs> crawfish, I mean, shrimp, potatoes, corn? <laughs> so it's so crazy how all of this is happening. But the next question I have is how do you see folks show up differently? online post viral moment right and what i always seem to notice just off rip to kind of start this conversation off you see more posts from these people right like they may not have posted much before you may not have known who the hell they were but all of a sudden they go from you see you go from seeing one post every two days to like three posts a day or more um you see them going live all of a sudden they're either scheduling them out or they just so happen to be live all the time like talking to people in the moment they're doing q a's like oh well you guys are curious about this so i'm gonna tell you more um you see them doing sponsorships right i mean early on it was the girls selling flat tummy tea and these days it's all different types of sponsorship or collaborations even and, it, and in general, it just feels like they're chasing that high, right? Like right. they got that first taste and they're trying to figure out how they can continue to keep their ranking number one or keep feeling like they won for that day. Um, and, and essentially, right, get that feeling like that original uh, viral moment. So what are some, some different ways that you've seen folks uh, show up online a post-viral moment differently, essentially. Well, I mean, I agree with you saying. I mean, you know, I agree that I feel once you go viral, a lot of people are definitely chasing that high. So their presence on social media, of course it changes. I mean, next yeah. thing you know, they post things about their life. Like, oh, you want to see how I make a peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> okay, well, like, no, I don't want to see it, but I'm going to watch it because... You're that girl from the viral moment that happened, you know, 10 minutes ago. Yes. Um, Yeah. And I'm actually guilty of being a consumer of that type of footage because the first thing I think about when people go viral, I'm like, you know what? Let me follow them and see how they turn out. Right. (laughs) You know what? I have um, an account that I noticed has been the latest, right? Um, viral sensation um it's the account uh it's a young lady who is a farmer and um Mm. i believe she farms with her girlfriend her partner and she was she's been recording about her farm and just giving general education and she has an emu on the farm that has been kind of stealing her shine every time she goes live he'll come and interrupt it and his name is emmanuel and she has some other farm animals that have interrupted as well. And it went from like one day where, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Like Emmanuel the emu, you know, interrupting her videos to now like she literally has like um, a deal with Liberty Mutual. Because, you know, they have like Limu emu. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's been like a full thing, full on thing, right? She went viral. And now she has a sponsorship. And now she's every day. It's more content about the emus and all the other animals. And it's more posts. And it's just like you're capitalizing on that moment because you don't want to let it pass you by. So it's just interesting to see people like have one moment that is huge for them. And they're like, all right, let me ride this wave as long as I can, you know? That has been happening forever. You take it back to Luke with the explicit CD. The first one to come out, <laughs> nobody was talking like Luke. Everybody looked down on Miami, like, how dare y'all put these this music in the airways? And look at where we are at now. R&B is pretty much Luke. <laughs> right, shake that pussy, baby. <laughs> make, make that thing jump. Yeah, and that's R&B. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Did well, you- I think it's actually affected us as gym pop too. You know, like even when you're not, even a person who thinks they're not trying to go viral, I think just this viral, I guess, culture mm-hmm. has affected people who think they don't want to go viral as well. Because you yes. know, think about it. Even when you're generally posting something, you you want to look your best. Oh, yeah. You want to have a snazzy comment to go with it. Right. Or, you know, you're not just unintentionally just posting something. Most people post with intention. Yes. And it's so funny because whether you want to go viral or not, you just never know if it's going to be your day. But there's also a community of people who are literally posting to hopefully hit the jackpot. That's very and go viral true. one day. Yeah, that's very true and very valid, right? It's to the point where everything is curated content. Like, even if you want to make it seem casual and fun and in the moment, there's still a certain level of orchestration around what you're doing. Because if it goes viral, you want it to look as good as it can look. You want to make sure you have all your tags right and your angles right and everybody looked as good as they could. Or if it's a personal video, you want to make sure you even like, I'm not, I'll be transparent, guys. Like, you know, I post a little picture like, hey, it's me. I'm still alive, you know, because I don't post myself a lot on on social media. And I posted on Instagram, you know, just showing off my latest cut, you know, shout out to Linda Jones. And I still (laughs) right and I still try I didn't want like a super crazy filter so I was like well let me find like the lightest filter I could find where it's like a slight you know uh you know filtering of your look but nothing to where people are like oh that's not her you know because if by some odd chance this picture goes viral i know i don't want people to feel like oh that's not how she looks but i but at the same time i want to look decent you know it's like you have to (laughs) you're thinking twice about everything you do yep yeah yeah that's a little slippery slope because yeah you see some people you see some people that thrive and i'm really only come alive off of their authenticity. For instance, that one lady that goes viral, she reminds me of my grandfather a lot. The old lady that T.I. page, yeah. Like, that I love Holla. Spirit. I love Holla. What's Holla is like, what, 96? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you put a genuine spirit on, on anything, people that got a genuine spirit are going to vibe to it, even if they've been around somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another reason that 
they go viral and then they also like the attention and i mean hey that's somebody that we want to see on our timeline sometimes because they're gonna put it keep it real for you most of the time but um some people like you say they fishing for it right and then they were born in that so if you were born in that immediate gratification and and immediate attention era then you're gonna want that right same way same way that we lined our clothes up on the bed the day before school or i'm gonna kill them i'm gonna hurt (laughs) <laughs> you know, we walking down the hallway like, well, him the CDs trying not to get a, a a bin in our damn shoes right there in the front because right. we wanted our crisp. Like you wanted attention somehow, some way. So when you was able to get it, I couldn't imagine having social media. If I if I had social media in high school, it'd oh been a different God. ball game. I mean, AOL yeah, I was enough. Never made the fam. You AOL was enough. You know, chat rooms were enough. They were. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Like, you literally had to dial the phone. <laughs> yes. It was What's an your old age, sex and location. ASL. <laughs> right? Y'all owned it. Y'all we, we owned it. Shit, hell yeah. Okay. But it was not what it is today. And <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Bro, I only got on the internet with LimeWire. Like, <laughs> I only wanted to download music. Yeah, LimeWire. Get off LimeWire. <laughs> Making mixtapes for people. You were illegal I, as fuck. I was. And I would let them drop and download. I hit the street in that geo prism. <laughs> With the windows tinted, cracked. Yeah, you can't tell me nothing. But anyway. Yeah, but no, that's so true, right? There was a point, I guess, what we could probably say up until 2005, where you could be uh-huh. on the quote unquote worldwide web, but everything that you were doing wasn't recorded in such a way that people could directly relate it back to you and you could have your conversations i mean i can't honestly say that we were sharing a ton of photos right maybe myspace you'd upload a a handful but before facebook yeah you weren't sharing everything so permanently where you are yeah can't speak for our 19 and 20 year old selves with that type of power on our cell phone or even 18 to 16 year old selves with that kind of cell phone power and and the power to reach everybody like could you imagine if i would have had like dmx's dm when he first dropped his album like come on like bro this album is hard i'm talking you talking <laughs> like, thank you god you slide in dmx dms <laughs> Like, you know, it's not even sliding. It's like, yo, bro, I can talk to you right now, bitch. But now, bro, yo, track number six. Yo, bro, you sliding right now, dog. Like, you can talk to your favorite artists and they might say something back to you. Like, that makes a <laughs> Right? All wild shit. All wild. And it probably would have been even more intimate back then. So, you know, I don't know. It's just been very interesting to see how going viral has set some people up to make a lot of money you know and do really well but in some cases you know we've seen some people be i would say negatively impacted by going viral so you know the next question that i have is what are some of the most affected names or brands that were impacted negatively by viral content and i'll definitely kick it off with my two so one is more of a name or a person and it is the young lady um her social media has been cashmere eight or something in that 
ballpark um she kind of started off with doing um artwork uh i would say one of her most viral pieces of work was um her martin um uh art and she did kind of an outline of martin and gina and pam and tommy and she was selling tiles she was selling um coasters and she's done a ton of other different iconic black television shows and movies and people really started to bootleg a lot of her stuff and at this point in time just as a consumer just as someone who's been following her it feels like she has resorted to posting more about like viral content like we're talking about versus pubbing her art because she doesn't want people to replicate her shit and then kind of going back to how we started our conversation um the hbcu brand historically black colleges have suffered or at least had to combat and swat off niggas <laughs> that have been on their campuses that want to go viral with graduation photos or if they're not graduating active students who have had um housing grievances you know they'll talk about what's going on but it ultimately puts the university in a sticky situation and the university administration has to respond to it so going viral sometimes it doesn't just start and end with you you know there are institutions or individuals or groups whoever the fuck that have to write answer for your viral content so the question is again can you think of other individuals brands institutions companies that essentially have had to respond to content that's gone viral that's gone viral that ultimately is kind of negative in their light I got one. I don't know if y'all. I'm gonna start it off right. So uh, Martin Scarelli, I believe his name is. He's the guy that went viral a while back. I was just watching this recently. Right. Yeah. Remember the guy that uh, withheld? Like he went and purchased the Wu Tang song, and he held it from everybody. And Wu Tang yeah. didn't have it. But the the main reason that he was in the negative is because he raised the price of a pill that people needed. Mm. Um, to like a ridiculous amount where people were like about to start dying if they hadn't already started dying because they couldn't get the pill. But that was some negative stuff. Like this dude, Martin Scarelli, he's he, he's in jail. I think he's getting out soon. Oh, but a lot of Wu Tang members made videos about like, yo, you're not a thug. We want to find you. Like they couldn't respond to whether they wanted to, but he was acting like as though he was some real gangster online, Ooh. and he filed shit and he went viral for it. <laughs> Ooh. And he still Man, has that. that those some good examples. Yeah, that's what he did. That's crazy. Real piece of shit. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. Doesn't sound like a great guy. <laughs> but he's uh, he's getting out of jail. Well, I just read an article today about your favorite uh, past president. They bury Ivanka. Oh yeah, so that he wouldn't have to pay no personal, like all tax exempt, just because he buried her on his property. That's the most disgusting thing I have ever seen in my life. 
he is the most disgusting human being. It's vile. He buried her on his property so he can get all the tax breaks he can get. Yeah. And and they're gonna every property they have in New Jersey, they're gonna bury someone on that property so they don't have to pay no taxes. Hmm. <sighs> Who are you talking about again? Trump. Yeah, I didn't even know she man, I'm, I'm late. I didn't know. Was she it died. his first wife? That was the one that's um Ivana. Mama. Ivana Trump, Ivanka's mom. Oh, Ivanka okay. is the mama. Ivanka is the mama. Ivanka, Donald Trump Jr. Like she got a bunch of kids. I mean, he, Eric. Like and guess and guess how she died. I'm pretty sure they had something to do with it. She she died from blunt force trauma from falling down the steps in her house. Oh, you cannot tell me they, they pushed her. They pushed her. They why pushed they, that. Why, why why do you think that they killed her, Sean? So they can get that tax exemption. They, everybody need every every break they can get right now. Times is yeah. hard and things are changing. Times is hard. I wouldn't there was some foul play attached to it, but I would definitely want to understand a little more why they would do it. And I don't think that they would do anything for any money because, of course, they got all of that. <laughs> but every no. dollar they don't have to spend. Yeah, they listen. They literally, the the article that I read, it was talking about how they was trying to figure out how they can get the exemption, the tax exemption. They found out they can get it if they bury a body on the property. Uh, determined that this this uh this land is cemetery land. All they gotta do is determine it's cemetery land. So one body buried on the property. One body buried on the property. Exempts you from all taxes, period. Masterminds. Wow. Masterminds at looking into the law. That's the type of shit where it's like, I'm never jealous, but I'm just like, damn. I, they I, figure this shit out. <laughs> all right. I do wish I was well versed in the law <laughs> in that yeah, way. Those yeah. are loopholes. Mm-hmm. That's the loopholes. Okay. Those are the loopholes. And, and I, I, the tax, the, um, Trump organization has figured out every loophole. They ain't never gonna give America what they owe. It's disrespectful, though, right? Like the mother of your children deserves a proper burial ground, something that really speaks to who she was in your life, and and that's they don't give a fuck. Hey, mm-hmm. can we? Sw- I'm gonna switch lanes for a second, but it's still in the same lane. So mm-hmm. recently, Trump just said some shit at a at a press conference or or, or whatever he was at a rally. Mm-hmm. He said that he would ask LeBron James, which he, who he hates, if he wouldn't mind having a sex change and then coming to play for his team because he think that we'd be able to to beat everybody and be the best in the world. So he asked LeBron to become a woman, like this dude. Say some of the wildest shit out of his mouth, and it's just like, is that he wants to be viral? So that's another person that does it for viral reaction. Like, right. you know, I dress LeBron <laughs> James. No, you're. That's a perfect answer, Nate. Honestly, the United States of America has been impacted ne- negatively by viral content. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's why earlier about the people like everybody's influences and experience. Like, how are we to tell somebody that they're wrong for doing whatever on their level? Right. 
then when it's being exactly. done by all of the people that set the rules and they set the playmakers for us, like, yeah. come on, they set the field goal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go on That's viral. actually one of his strengths, Oof. though. You know, he's like the Pied Piper of viral notes. Yes. Like, yes. He knows what strings to pull. Like, you know, if I'm in Iowa speaking to this crowd, I know what mm-hmm. side yeah. jokes to say Obama. to go viral. If yes. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia speaking, I know what viral things to say to Absolutely. get this thing trend. Like he knows, like from region to region. Even oh, don't let him be in a red state like oh, Florida when he's down here in West easy. Palm. Yeah. Oh, oh, he let that toupee slip back and he just let it rip. <laughs> yes. You know, hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> so. uh that's one thing I do do I do give him props for. He he knows his audience, and even if he's not in front of his audience, he knows how to get his audience to carry his his voice further than what it you know. Yeah, he just he's got it. He yeah, got it going. I, I just feel like it's because it's by design. Like he's the he's the perfect American puppet. Yeah, it, he a, puppet, got he a no. puppet with a big ass microphone. Right, hundred percent. But, but, then, but that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. They like it that they, way. They made him. Yeah, they made him to be there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you're a legit person that wants to go about things in a legit manner to try to gain some kind of notoriety, and you see that people like this are climbing the ladder off of the bullshit that they're putting out, yep. you're gonna mm-hmm. try for that because you feel like, like Lauren Hill said, like I forgot the lyric, but it was pretty much where I gotta give them. And so in, in order for me to give them the vegetables, I got to give them some candy or some bullshit or something just so they can, mm-hmm. I can get their attention. Mm-hmm. But it's you know, by it's all by the reality, yeah. that's how people pull people in. So I don't know, maybe that girl might be extra futuristic the way she's thinking in regards to how she's going to get attention. And everybody loves a comeback story and growth because that's what that's how they definitely format it. It's always a play on words, however you want to format it. Who BBL Perry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She 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 have a whole comeback. Story. No, I, I mean, was in a dark place, and I went out there and stood there. But I was so happy, but I wasn't. And then we could play on mental mental illness and all kind of stuff. Anybody can narrate the shit how they wanted to be. Child. While y'all talking shit, I gotta go work in this building tomorrow. So it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. Hey, so hey, send us send us a selfie from uh, Ground Zero. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so next question I've got. Keep it moving. So, um, who are the viral content winners out there? You know, everything that goes viral is not a bad thing. Everything that goes viral is not a problem. So, do you guys have folks that have gone viral and you see them as winners, as the future, right? Like the things that they went viral for are positive, fun, funny, um, encouraging. Like who who is been doing well in the viral space okay cool like this is what i was actually wanted to bring up earlier about the state (laughs) but uh when i think of i was that's what i was gonna say i i feel most of the genuine content providers are the ones that capitalize in a positive way and the one of the first people that come to mind is uh what's her name uh Keita Brunson. Y'all remember Keita Brunson's? The you Got Money Girl? Yes, you talk about uh, what, uh, Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's my girl. Yeah, Elementary. you know, She's like, so good. I like, yeah, Keita Brunson, like, man, I, I rem- I'll never forget when I first saw her video 
And I was like, dang, shorty funny as hell, but I didn't feel she was trying to be funny. She was just literally just like posting some content. And then I guess when it was, you know, reposted so many times, she just started putting out more stuff, but it was all kind of generally around the same type of, you know, humor that she went viral for. And now look at her. She writing scripts, you know, giving people jobs. People I always think about because even before Abbott Elementary, I just felt like she was on a very upward angle. Yeah. Like she, every time I saw her, it was up, up, up. Yes. So, so yeah. good. Such a good example. Yeah. At first, I love Quinta. Like, <laughs> I stand Quinta first and foremost because she's a same, short queen. Same. Like, Quinta is right around my height and you know <laughs> after i you know get my workouts in and everything like i'll be a little bit closer to like actually you know looking like her size but but i love seeing her slay as a short queen um i've always just loved her brand of humor i liked her uh short uh facebook series that she had and then of course abbott elementary is just amazing like i mean it's always great to see somebody bring a show to ABC, which is obviously one of the most outwardly mm-hmm. visible, right, networks that you could have. Like if you get a show that pops mm-hmm. on ABC, yeah. NBC, it's CBS, like in prime time, like it's up. You. it's up forever, right? So I just love her. Like if I ever get the chance to meet her, you know, it's gonna be nice to just be saying eye to eye to somebody, you know, and be like, yeah, look at this First person. Of all, <laughs> I'm so tickled that you said that. And that show, if y'all have not watched Abbott Elementary, that shit is the bomb. It's so good. I want to say it's good stuff. And look, as a teacher, I've been in education. As a teacher, I would tell you that that show is still PG. But it's it's really great. I'm telling you, Jim Park. I always remember that look Jim, yeah. you're dealing with a lot of different children and i think it brings a lot of question and a lot of yes. debate to yes. uh you know lower economic areas where people mm-hmm. are trying to teach kids that come from unstable households yeah. very little parenting going on not a lot of discipline so you got to deal yeah. with multiple personalities and you got to create a structure of discipline for these kids so that shit is definitely yeah. hitting the mark when dealing with these different personalities but they not going in enough on them kids because the kids <laughs> the content <laughs> they <laughs> something else i mean they how much further do you want them to go because you know you only can't do so much with your children baby you just, like, like you gotta pull up on them you gotta pull up right direction they have to have a plot Sweet. they have that's going to keep everybody's attention a lot of the time it's the adult interactions that that really keep the show uh, you know floating yeah yeah i'll say that if they dive into these kids they'll definitely have a show worth watching and it might make people try to put a little bit more money and attention into some of these these areas where the kids really no, we are on yeah no more about no, Chandra, I agree. I agree with Nate. Level. I agree with Nate, right? Because they do Mm-mm. keep it really surface level with the kids. Like, yeah. If you were but able I, to I, just, I want to be that way. No, if you were able, if you were able to hear the kids even say one more yeah. sentence, right? I think 
it drives exactly. more we'll give focus. One, we'll give y'all one example. I was a teacher. I'm going to tell you from one of the schools that I worked at on the north side of Jacksonville, where they say Duval all day and night. Mm-hmm. One of the kids came to school. He was in second grade. The uniform for the school is collar and you have to have a collared shirt on and some khakis. Mm-hmm. This kid had on a collared shirt, but it was a onesie. It had buttons at the bottom and he had it tucked in and in his shirt. <laughs> so he had it, you know, whenever he went outside to play, the onesie would pop out. But this is a second grader in a onesie. Like a dicky suit? No, no. A baby's onesie polo. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I mean, I see yeah. what you mean. Okay. Right. This is that crowd wanna go. The had on a bodysuit with a polo. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it didn't button yep. it at the bottom. Because it was big enough for him not to button at the bottom. He was the right size. But it'd be like people that walk up to you like this. Kids that have came to school in the same pee that they woke up in. And it's just some, some serious some serious situations that you could be making light of and try to put a little humor on it to also make gotcha. people think. Gotcha, but yeah. It, it's different, you know what I'm saying? Some kids will eat, eat like kids opening cans of boiled peanuts while, while breakfast is being served. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, come on. That's very Florida, though. You <laughs> have to know that. That's exactly what I'm saying. You do not want to know what's going on. I promise you. You do not want to know what's going on in the sugar house. I picked up a grilled cheese sandwich at the school one day, and my, I tried I tried to, like, thumb my hand across, thumb my finger across the cheese, and it was like a stack of cars. It wouldn't move at all. It's not, the cheese is not real cheese. I don't know what the kids are eating but i felt bad for him because that sometimes that'll be the only meal before they got home oh they yeah would, oh gosh <laughs> oh, yeah we know it right i'm not kidding yeah from my perspective um i would say i have two major winners one of them being uh tabitha brown tabitha brown for me had a viral moment around going to whole foods and getting the TTLA, which was their um, tempeh, right? Their vegan option for like a smoky meat, um, tomatoes, lettuce, and avocado on uh, on a bun. Of course, okay. with, with extra pickle. And she did a video about it, and it and that went viral. I know I definitely went to Whole Foods and got me a TTLA off that video. And from there, she essentially validated herself as uh, a vegan. And someone who would put you on to good vegan food. She started doing her vegan recipes, started cooking. And I mean, when you look at her today, she is essentially a verified um, black woman in the vegan space. Right. She has her own clothing line in Target. She has a seasoning that is endorsed by McCormick. Um, She continues to do viral content on Facebook and Instagram and you see her collaborating with a lot of other super positive, um, clean, right? Like uh, other viral and uh, very present social media accounts. And I love it. You know, Tab of the Brown, quite frankly, is not that much older than us. Like she's like 44, <laughs> but you yeah. know, she definitely gives off that 50 year old auntie vibe. Um, even though she's not quite there, but I mean, she's super positive. She always is encouraging you to, you know, um, 
kind of think bigger and 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 dream you know bigger and kind of look at what the long-term goals are that you could have and in her day-to-day she's encouraging you around her you know nutrition and her diet and her 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 daily schedule so I love her she's been doing great and then I would say the second one for me is not just little Jabria, but the whole tribe around Jabria, which is her little friend and the guy that's the teacher, you know, they're from Mississippi and you have the guy, I, I don't know his name, unfortunately, but you know, he, he kind of would approach the kids like, you know, are you smart? Like he would say, Jabria, are you smart? And she would say, yes. And he would ask them questions and they would say something funny and it would go viral. But Jabria is now like six or six years old ish and in kindergarten and thriving. And there was even a viral moment between Tabitha Brown and Jabria, you know, and, and, and Jabria sees, um, Tabitha Brown as an auntie, you know, kind of in this, in this space and it's super wholesome. So I think they have been able to conquer going viral and maintaining a positive name. Um, when it's a slippery slope, you know, for a lot of people, depending on what happens and what you say, but for them, it's been super positive. And I personally love it. I love seeing Tabitha Brown. I love seeing Jabria and her friends and her teacher and, you know, they're doing the damn thing. So it's not always bad, right. To go viral. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Right. Because in reality, this is real life and you can have a positive impact on people. 100%. 100%. You can, you know, the way that you live can be inspirational to others. Right. And then it can be beneficial and financially lucrative for you. So Mm -hmm. not always a bad thing at all. Um, So another question for you guys, there's a lot of apps that are coming onto the scene, right? As usual, as always, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a super fan of Vine that has now been extinct for a while now, Um, but Instagram, (laughs) Facebook, integrating with Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, all kind of existing in the same space are people oversharing more on tiktok the metaverse yes right the metaverse is a thing now but i think tiktok has been deemed this space where people are oversharing and Mm -hmm. my question is are people truly oversharing on tiktok or is everyone oversharing on all of the apps and again you bring that generational factor in right because sure maybe gen z is oversharing on TikTok, but is Gen X or our baby boomers not oversharing on Facebook? You know, what are y'all? Oh, thoughts? that's great yeah. question. Yeah, um, I agree. Go ahead, go ahead, Nate. I don't think that. I think it's it is going to become a a balance of power type situation where you need the genuine people that are from a different era to get on here to really represent a consciousness and a thought process that is very valuable that these kids have have don't have any connection to but there are more of a more of them on here and they're actually better that better at it than us a lot of the times 
they're going to be a lot more advanced and they're going to know how to use it in a different capacity. A lot of times people are not going to get outside of their social media usage to really keep up with these updated apps and track and track all the new, the news new. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I sure didn't keep up with new new. You know, I stopped at Vine. I love Vine. <laughs> but at a certain point, you accept and acknowledge like, damn, TikTok is a thing now and they're really going hard. So, right. yeah. And I'm even on TikTok, like I got TikTok on my phone, but I haven't made any TikToks. And I'll be like, yo, what's your Facebook? They be like, yo, what? <laughs> right. Because they want to be on new apps. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, ain't, I don't know it's a lot it's a lot because it's going to continue to be be something different every couple of months yeah you know, i don't know i think everybody's oversharing no matter what the app is yeah <laughs> especially with uh you know with all most of the platforms are monetizing you know streams and views and so now people are posting with like triple quadruple the intention and the more shock value the more views and then you know if you want to you know bring up you you mentioned like the the older generation if you revert back to facebook even when you go on facebook you got your people you can tell that are deliberately trying to go viral and then you got the people that just just slap telling all their business <laughs> oh my gosh which in return they go viral for that yes so there's intentional oversharing and then there's just the people that just don't know how to keep their business to themselves <laughs> who have a who now have an avenue to display their business through social media. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a lot of different highways, but it all is currently on the oversharing interstate. Yes. On the table. Right. <laughs> yeah. Different lanes, just different lanes. They they, yes. they they yeah, different lanes, but they all go in the same direction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think we got to define oversharing because sometimes the most intimate moment that somebody shares could be like a, a growth moment for another person that needed it. It could be, you know, a moment of expression that somebody really needed to see to help get them through something tough. So it's a thin line between how, you know, oversharing, how, how we view something as oversharing and how somebody else views it as true expression and them coming out of their shell you know everybody got their own whatever man whatever. i think that's valid i think that's valid but go ahead chandra Mm-mm. i mean look it's not like on a comedian i thing. feel like <laughs> go ahead you your mama raised you everybody ain't raised saying that's true but morals value those things are solid morals and value those are solid but they're not the same though like you're yeah they don't have to be the same that's correct the morals and values that you learned when from your family may not be the same as those that i learned from mine and that's correct so i will say if nothing else social media does at least whether it's valid or not it does seem to create like a baseline of what's acceptable yeah. but a line in the road right 
But yeah, it's still very questionable when you consider generational differences like we've talked about. Like what's acceptable for yeah. younger folks, um, right? Like young adults, it might not be the same for somebody that's pushing 40 or somebody that's pushing 50. But, you know, quite frankly, a lot of folks do need to understand what's socially acceptable what were versus what was acceptable within their families because if you were from a lawless family you're not going to be able to play by society's rules anyway exactly yeah we'll see it the same and, that, and that's really what it boils down to like being able to distinguish between left and right mm-hmm yeah for sure so i think it's interesting you know i think it just probably feels different to people you know in relation to the question i asked you know it's not just a a tiktok oversharing issue it's it's an internet thing but it probably feels different because tiktok is new and Mm -hmm. tiktok kind of creates a platform for you to go in like oh that time that i was abused in 1999 you know in a way that no other platform has created but that doesn't mean that people don't overshare on uh twitter facebook instagram snapchat everything that came before tiktok you know many avenues yeah so it's just what'd you say go ahead how accessible it is to just swipe past these people is just something that we can't ignore. Right? Um, yeah. Like if, if you're yeah, I don't even know what's going on with nobody's life. This it's rough. so crazy. Right. That, like I'll just continue to slide past the person. It's not really that much of an issue to me. But if you're doing what you're doing and you get my attention, then obviously it's working. But more than likely, I keep on moving on people that are you can tell are just yearning for somebody to join in on they whatever got going right misery loves company and i agree right like we all have our own own shit going on so sometimes we don't want to consume what other people are putting out there so you know you can overshare on whatever app you want to but it i think that's truly where it is back on us as consumers of social media to say Mm -hmm. i'm not going to absorb this story and a lot of stuff right. gets reposted right from tiktok to instagram i'm not gonna absorb every story and take it to heart because i've got my own shit going on there's something i can relate to or that i gotta deal with or brings up a or triggers right a, a situation in my personal life that already got introduced through instagram i'm not gonna deal with this repost from tiktok so you know right they're gonna continue to compete for validity and for popularity amongst us um when it comes to these different application companies whether it is meta or tiktok or snapchat or anybody in between but it's on us to say i'm not going to consume it because i don't have the capacity for For it let's put it back Let's put the responsibility back in our hands because, like I said, yeah. if you get people attention, we always want to be. Mm-hmm. Then they're getting it. You know, we give them the attention they want, and then yeah. they want. Yeah. 
Yeah. But sometimes it's hard not to because, you know, you you want to laugh at it, you want to get your opinion on it, and really that's all they get it from you. So. I know, right? It's hard to not kiki because let me tell you what, friends, mm-hmm. like y'all are amongst some of my, you know, closest people, and y'all know. I likes the mess. Like I likes to kiki. <laughs> I like petty I shit. Know. Right? You know, <laughs> I hey, like I, bullshit. I, I said you. Yeah, I never know you, know, you like the mess. <laughs> it's the mess for you. So it's hard, right? Because I don't know if that's just the the nature of our blackness and like having that. Uh, don't include us in your mess. You know that African descent in you It's just like what's going on What is going on amongst our people You know I want to know no. It's not It's not just you It's not just you It's the culture Baby I was up late And that shit was happening at FAMU I had energy to keep scrolling Okay I'm like ooh What's happening you know I love the man It was spicy in the comments Ooh it was super Conversation We have Always see we did with it instead of just turning our energy off to it we still got engaged and give it some life because a little, little bit we're gonna engage and give it life you better believe yeah i don't well, Nate, I am <laughs> i'm on the front line i work <laughs> in the goddamn building i gotta go there in the morning yeah man so yeah. you know but um We'll again see. right we're we'll see. right we'll see how things work out but zooming back out you know to the general american population my last question how are you guys planning to protect yourself as we as we continue to barrel towards another viral infection that impacts our total population how do you all plan to protect yourself going forward particularly you know going back to uh into the back to school season which i think will be kind of the the first uh frontier for um an explosion of of the spread mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you guys uh-uh, i don't like these questions well these are real things right like right. let's say and the end so of sad. august comes upon us and monkey pox is spreading like crazy what are you gonna do to protect yourself yes chandra go ahead dallas made the decision to be a um, virtual student early so she is proactive see and that's what i like dallas was on it right instead of being reactive right she knew something we didn't know She's connected with the universe. On the other hand, yes, exactly. On the other hand, um, we got two a days in cheer camp for paid. So they together all day. And I told him, you know how you spread transmission? Touch somebody rash. Skin contact or clothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Don't touch nobody. Like, yeah, but how, how can you send it as a cheerleader? 
right right whether whether it feels like it's it's skin contact or not like it's a sport you about to touch somebody yeah and you're going to touch somebody oh man and that's what i'm saying so when you ask that question it's gonna make everybody on here sound like a jackass because they don't know they just trying to give you their best. <laughs> and you know what? I'm well, gonna yeah, go out. share your best then. Tell us what your best is for now, right? It's so early. My best is to, you know, pray, drink water. Don't talk bad about people. I ain't drinking no um, goddamn water. Tequila. Raise my kids. Oh, tequila's involved in the situation at all times. Okay. I'm saying is that you need water than anything, okay? And also, work out. I think that working out is definitely going to try to keep your mind. If anything, if listen, listen at this one, I want y'all to really absorb this. If there's anything out there that's going to come and get you, it'll definitely get you in your weakest state or, mm-hmm. you know, a state yeah. that you're really strong. That. Yeah. So preparing yourself, okay. physically staying fit, doing the things that you love, enjoying fullness mm-hmm. yeah. is going to be something that keeps you out of harm's way, in my opinion. And you you won't really have a lot of time to focus on the BS. Then you got and everybody got to define their way of, of life. You know what I'm saying? That, that you got to define how you how you define good time. You know mm-hmm. and what you doing? If you around a lot of people always, and that's just your lifestyle, then you just you shaking dice every day. <laughs> <laughs> Nay, I absolutely appreciate you always pushing for us to focus on our health and wellness in a subtle way you know making sure that we get our physical activity in and stay fit it's a great reminder right like even as black people you know some of us are on it more than others and it's always a good reminder to say hey the more we can stay physically fit the more we can focus on our health and wellness and our nutrition the better off we are in any case so Thank you. The goal is to feel good, and I appreciate 100%, it. Hundred percent, right? Like it's not, and you feel good. A vanity you, thing, yeah. You feel good after you give yourself, what you, as long as you have the ability to I'm get like out. a hotel soldier. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not you hotel. Ex- you want us to get up and do PT and then charge our crystals and. <laughs> but it's okay. And worship, I think it's a good worship thing. Worship our queens at night. <laughs> hey. I got a bike. I play frisbee. <laughs> I don't feel like nothing that has world has has altered my happiness or my state of being. So you know, jump on a jump board, but I'm out here. Well, we thank I'm you do for ten it. push-ups tonight. Yeah, right. Positivity. Right. I got a little workout in earlier, but I'm gonna do something more. In in the spirit of Nate telling me to you know be an active negro but but yeah so (laughs) anyway (laughs) yeah i totally agree with everything you all have said um right i think it's all about making sure to emphasize what you want out of this the society that you're living in versus living in fear right i think it's too easy to live in fear and and cower and I can almost admit being guilty of it, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to stay inside and I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to interact with the world. But you do have to just be diligent about protecting yourself, 
and determine what's important to you, determine what will be a part of your daily life and how you can prepare for it in a safe way. And I, I again, hey, shameless plug, you all may not agree with it, but personally on this platform, I will say when it comes to monkeypox, so many of us were vaccinated against so many things before we even knew what it meant. I don't see anything wrong with getting a vaccination and say, Hey, I don't want to deal with monkeypox. But if you're willing to roll the dice, you know, roll your dice, but follow the precautions, right? If it says there's a two week incubation period, and it's probably three weeks before you go back into the office, understand if you can afford to do that. You know, I think these are things, honestly, that people just need to know. And our society does not push and does not publicize and does not make people aware of in a very, you know, super broad way. So, hey, make your own decision. I personally, I'm on the hunt for a monkeypox vaccine because I'm vain. And baby, you know, I'm working on a, a health and wellness plan, but that shit takes time. But what I can hold on to in the meantime is my face. What did Beyonce say? Face card never declines. So <laughs> if I can have that much, I'm going to want to keep it. Right. So let me get a vaccine. But if other people don't want to get a vaccine, that's totally on them as well. Right. But also just know what it means in the meantime. Right. You probably need to wear a mask for COVID and you need to keep washing your hands and protecting yourself when it comes to skin contact and clothing contact for monkeypox right we just don't do a good job of informing the american public no matter what their dis- personal decision is but jackie i'm sorry but you know what another thing america has to deal with is the fact that um, black americans especially the older ones have such a distrust and it's it's not necessarily invalid that they have a distrust for their government for their yeah their health facilities for their departments in their communities because so many people still run the situation that are against you and pretty much oppose you. So I think that's going to be a really big problem for some people that, or me, at least a a small percentage, if not, you know, a good little considerable amount of people that's not willing to conform or go about certain things. Yeah. Because realize that the military likes to make a lot of the stuff that goes on. And it's just some evil people out there, some evil geniuses. I'll say that. I think that's fair. And I think that's where no matter what you do, just know that I don't even know how to say it. Right. I think if nothing else, you have to determine whatever you decide, take the precautions necessary. Right. Right. If you take a vet, if you decide to get a vaccine, they might say you can go back out into the world faster. If you decide I don't want a vaccine. So if I get exposed, I need to take a two week period to isolate. Then do that. Right. I, I, I just think that everybody can make the decisions that are right for them. But there are instructions. Right. And considerations that need to be taken no matter what. And then we have a better opportunity to move forward as a society. It's hard. In that, in that same sense, I asked you this question. Do you think that some of the people that got vaccinated 
and still died, do you think their families should be able to like sue because they, they felt like the vaccine would make sure that they would be straight? Or of course they put that 99% in there or whatever the, the percentages is, are. But it's some people that I can, I hear that want to make valid cases because we, we search for something that's going to help us not perish because of said condition. But when you take that and there are some negative effects or it doesn't necessarily meet the require meet the demand or whatever whatever it said it was going to do, and then you end up succumbing to it. Do you think legal action that that's that's going to be a whole other conversation about this this stuff that we're putting in our bodies and trying to trust? Well, I personally don't know the numbers on those people that had a specific a specific experience where they got a vaccine, then caught COVID then succumb to COVID. I think that is a finite number. And I think that those individuals may have very specific grievances. Um, but what I do believe is that far and beyond that, we've had more people be able to reintegrate into the world and have a decent experience and have um, limited uh, symptoms and limited side effects from COVID as a result of getting the virus, even with the vaccine. And we're in a period where a lot of things will be case by case basis. Um, if people, and that's where, that's why I say, you know, if people choose to get a monkeypox vaccine, then they'll be able to move accordingly. If people choose not to get a monkeypox vaccine, just like with COVID, the idea is that you will move accordingly, right? It, it, you, nobody's required to get a vaccine. So therefore, if it's COVID, for example, hey, if you feel like you've been exposed, maybe you might wait a little bit longer before you go back out into the world. Or if you get it, you know, the idea is that you quarantine for 14 days. Maybe you quarantine for those full 14 days instead of five days or whatever the hell the CDC is suggesting this time. With monkeypox, maybe the idea is similar. If you don't have a vaccine, which is most of us right now, we need to wait two weeks before we back out in the streets. But if you get a vaccine, maybe that gives you a certain level of clearance and you can move on with your life. But we still don't know enough. So I think more than anything, the idea moving forward is that we continue to educate ourselves on what is the best case scenario. I personally feel like with COVID-19, five-day incubation is not enough. And I say that as a person who had a ton of symptoms at one point, um, got tested, did at-home testing, and went and got testing. And even after five days, still felt like I was not in the clear and folks got COVID as a result of me being in these streets. Whether they would, would admit that or not, that's how I feel. So I personally would not want to be somebody with monkeypox who's got fucking bumps all over my body, on my tongue, and my ass, and all of the above. <laughs> And I'm in the streets in between. and everything in between, right? <laughs> and I'm in the streets and they're like, oh, it's fine because it's been a week. So you're not viral anymore. But quietly, I'm giving all y'all monkeypox too. And now it continues to spread, right? So it's so hard right now 
because our government is not regulating anything. They are not mandating anything. They are not encouraging anything. And it's hard when you make individual decisions, but that's where I would go personally. But go ahead, Trey. (laughs) Or Nate. Oh, no. I, yeah, I, I, agree I was going to say that you said right there. Yeah. Go ahead, Trey. I'm sorry. No, no, you can go ahead and say your piece because I, I just agree that with what Jackie was saying just about her personal experience and then that five day, you know, the five day thing that we went through with COVID. I just think all the opportunities that we had with, you know, actually acting out a plan to prevent the spread we just kept changing up things week to week and we ended up having just a super global pandemic anyway so i see the same thing happening with monkeypox especially since it's not as fatal so i don't think there's going to be a i guess a rush to prevent anything even though it's not going to be the same state of emergency yeah but it's going to wreck our vanity for sure. 100%. Americans don't want to be ugly. Bottom yeah. line. Bottom and I'm, I'm going to be honest. It was a conversation in our household just last night. And not even to be funny, we were just talking about, like, man, like, not all what y'all are we pretty gonna, people. What are we going to do? Like, <laughs> we're just going to walk around with words. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry to laugh. You said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We are all pretty, goddammit. Okay. Hey, look, that's what I'm saying. Like, that right there is something that cannot be eased by any government sanction, any government regulation. Nobody's going to ease your mind to be like, yeah, okay, that's that's it. Unless unless you just feel like that. Some people depend on those sources, you know, in order to give them comfort. But when your mind starts to just think about all the possibilities of said viruses and what could happen, that's when you think yourself in, like, to a wormhole. Like, you just... Oh my god! Halloween coming early for a lot of people this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joke. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the only way to put it. That's the nicest way I could put it. I mean, hopefully, I'm not in the number. Right. You know. Hey, that's why I said I'm gonna talk good about people. I'm gonna drink water and don't work out. Like I'm gonna away from people. Yes. Like I'm, I'm good about my personal space. You know, that's one thing the pan, the original pandemic blessed us with. Like you know. People are more intentional about being around certain, certain you know, numbers of groups. Mm-hmm. But like now, I'm just gonna just try to just remain to myself, you know. But you gotta think about I'm how it down on the people in rotation, and yeah, it has us judging. Gonna have us judging people like, is that a beast thing or are you dying? Like, talk to me. What's up? <laughs> we gonna do that regardless. <laughs> we do that with boogers. We do that with <laughs> acne. You know what I'm saying? We judge people with we judge people with birthmarks on their face. So yeah. you know we about to go in on monkeypox, right. bleeding pus, bumps. Yeah, talking oh about allergies. Oh Damn, my gosh! Allergies. <laughs> right? I mean, can you imagine? Like, let me tell you what: if somebody comes in my office with four to five huge <laughs> bumps on their face, it's a how many? <laughs> four to five. Four to five. <laughs> right? Huge crater like bumps. I mean, I'm talking about painful looking shit. You better believe they will not see me for weeks. For weeks. Because I am 
just for entertainment purposes, how are you asking that person to like leave your space? <laughs> <laughs> okay. For entertainment purposes, first of all, I keep a mask on me. Um, somebody started coughing too hard in my office one day and I put the mask on and for the rest of the day. So I will absolutely put my mask on and then that will be the last time that they see me because I will safely assume that person has monkeypox, and I will say the incubation period is two weeks. So, I mean, we can play the long game and y'all can pretend like they didn't have it until they prove it. Or we can just go ahead and allow me to start my process today. And in the, then in two weeks, I will gladly return to the office in hopes that this person is on the mend. And I think that that's what a lot of offices need to start to understand in these times, right? COVID was one thing. Because let's be clear, bitches is showing up to, to work with COVID. Yes. So imagine yes. them showing up with monkeypox and maybe pretending they don't have it or trying to downplay it. It doesn't have to be on your face. It could be any part of your body where you look like you have a pox-like infection right like we started off with i do not have time to play with you i Base. will stay away from this space for two weeks if i need to to make sure that that virus is running through you and i don't have to deal with that infection and it's so difficult because like we've been saying and proving right our government is not regulating anything they're not easing this situation for us they're not taking the lead and at this point we do have to act as individuals and people have to you know do the best thing for them and their families and me personally yeah if i look at somebody and feel like they are covered in pox knowing that we have a chicken pox vaccine or if you're of a certain age you already got it right or Otherwise, it is a reflection of monkeypox. You better believe I'm just going to stay home. Like, come on. Come Becky, on. You know what? I'm going to tell you this. What you're saying, it makes it leads me into the, another point. Like, what are companies eventually going to do about people they not wanting to? they got to figure it out. It's time. And, like, a time, like, where everybody's going to work from home. Like, every mm -hmm. single thing is work from home. Like, and it's everybody's going to be focusing on having gardens because they don't want to be around people. I don't know. It's a lot of different scenarios that can come from yeah. this. And if you can't control it. But that that's also interesting. That goes back to that snafu point. Why yeah. there's so many Why there's so many viruses that come up. But these viruses are separating people. Like They keep people distant from each other. Yeah. I mean, you said it. With snafu, I mean, I, I never knew that it was an acronym. <laughs> With such a clear, you know, explanation, but yeah, situation normal, all fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's where we are right now. And that's been there since the early '30s, maybe earlier. <laughs> and it's only worse right now. <laughs> we all fucked up. So, so yeah. I mean, I think we've all kind of set our piece around what we were, what we would do to keep ourselves safe. You know, even in these circumstances, Chandra, are you still there? And she's getting ready for work tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me keep going. <laughs> I'm still planning going hard as hell. Child. 
So we've all said, you know, what we would do, you know, in these, in these circumstances. So, you know, I think our best bet is to hope for the best and keep living our lives for sure. You know, I have kind of moved past the point of living in fear and being super overly cautious. I think we just need to be mindful and don't roll the dice. You know, if something is not right, if a, a rash, you know, shows up as a rash, like treat as a treat it as such. And don't just cast it to the side, like take things seriously these days. But you know, right. I appreciate you guys coming on talking about all this craziness. Uh, and before we leave, you know, we have to do jukebox with Jack. So let's talk music. Let's talk about what you guys are listening to artists, albums, songs, old and uh-huh. new. What's in rotation? Uh, let's hear it. Go ahead, Trey. He's gonna jump it off. Go ahead, Trey. All right. Well, um, shoot. I've been listening to a little bit of my regular stuff, but um, new stuff. Um, fun fact: I'm a very big Post Malone fan. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I've been listening to the new Post Malone album on the low, and hmm. yeah, my little vibes. You know. Okay. Um. What's he Other giving? That, huh? What is Post Malone giving right now? Uh, it's like the same type of drunk white boy howl at the moon type music. Okay, you know? okay. Yeah, you know, like the thing about Post Malone I like about him is, you know, he might spit some bars, but he remains true to his whiteness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't out here Jack Harlowin. You know what I'm saying? Like he just No. Yeah. You know, he's like, give me a pack of cigarettes and a Bud Light, but I know Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. So I like that. Yeah. I lived in Dallas. I guess it was around the time that Post Malone was really super taking off, you know. I'm sure he probably was already active as an artist for years before that, but just being in Dallas when some of those, you know, when White Iverson, you know, was taking off, yeah. um, was was big for him. So he's from the the greater Dallas area, from one of their bigger suburbs, and yeah, yeah I always I always liked his music. So shout out, okay, okay, okay. Well, look, uh, I'm, I've been listening to Sir. I'm big on R and B. I like Sir new new Sir music. Mm. I love y'all. Oh, okay. But yeah, he definitely plays. We got this new song called "Satisfaction." Um, I'm definitely big on. Uh, I've been running back and forth this this Usher uh, NPR. I don't know. I just like the vibes. Yes. Uh, and uh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's a Chica. It's an artist on NPR. Chica's she's great. Artist in general. Yeah, Chica's she- great. Um. Yeah, just like I'm anticipating this this Usher versus Chris Brown joint. I think that's going to be something that keeps us all entertained that's a real thing that's not real it's not nah bro damn i'm sitting here august 5th it was going a perfect example of how a viral moment can (laughs) put forth a false narrative yes Mm. because what (laughs) definitely didn't hear about that 
I done told people that this shit's going down in my mind, so it's all wrong. You done invited people to the fake versus. <laughs> hey, look, so they got me. Fuck it. Yeah. On August 5th, I'm just going to play some Chris Brown and Usher. <laughs> Do that because. It's like I've been waiting all night. I'm glad y'all told me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, Chandra, are you there? I think Sandra checked out. Right. I've never seen a lobster. It's fine. Well, we're going to get into it. Okay. Well, you girls and guys already know how I'm coming. Beyonce, Giselle (laughs) Knowles Carter put out a new album on Friday, July 29th in the year of our Lord, 2022 called Renaissance. Okay. Act one. Act one. Thank you, Trey. Okay, because there's two more acts coming. It's three acts in this bitch. Act one was all about dancing. Okay. Act one has a ton of dance songs, mainly focused on paying homage to the LGBTQIA plus community, specifically her uncle Johnny, and also to the idea of house music, especially when it comes to LGBTQ members being a part of houses and doing dance and doing Vogue and, and things of that nature. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. I've played the album a dozen times in two days. Um, it's great. It's progressive. It's not like anything else she's ever done. In some ways, it's reminiscent of some songs. Blow comes to mind. Um, you know, I don't know. Other people have picked other songs that really come to mind when they listen to the music. But um, it's fresh. It's new. It's different. But in the same way, it's nostalgic. I mean, what more can I say? Alien Superstar and America Has a Problem are my two standouts on the album. Um, You know, if you can't two-step to every song, I think you're lying to yourself. Uh, It truly is an album that kind of snatches you by the hand and takes you through a couple of different club scenes, whether they're underground house type of environments or just dance fever type of places you know i'm i'm a b stand so it's hard for me to say that i don't like something in general i have seen folks say it wasn't their cup of tea but i really appreciated the effort put into it nothing she does you know um is unintentional so i really appreciate where she placed her intention at least in this act one and again like we said there are two more acts to come we never know how those might come to life but i really appreciate renaissance act one being a dance album i have been moving and shaking ever since it's come out and yeah that those are my my thoughts i could go on so i'll leave it at that well big ups to beyonce i mean i heard that she was I ain't gonna say I heard. I heard a lot of her stuff. They were playing it all on the radio, Apple Music, everything. Mm-hmm. So she definitely represents for a large group of people. Yeah. Like riding around and pumping it super hard. But 
I respect what she's doing. Right. And I, like I said, you know, before we started recording, there are a couple of songs that I feel like you guys would identify with more heavily versus just listening to the whole album. But that's what's so great about her. Like, hey, maybe every song isn't for everybody. But I know what songs I would play for for Nate, you know, to have him out here jamming or (laughs) (laughs) for some of our other friends. So I just I love it, you know, especially in this day and age where we're kind of hard pressed to find just good music that puts us in a in a joyful mood to make us want to dance and move. Like I'm appreciating every artist that is giving us something more that keeps us moving. No, oh, wait, I gotta I gotta say this. Uh if y'all haven't checked out this artist, y'all should check her out tonight. Her name is OG. It's spelled O G I. O G I. O G I. She's got a couple of a great couple of jams that I think that a lot of people will appreciate. And I think that she's uh one of the people that might be next up. Uh, not might be, still pretty sure. That's what's up. OG. Yeah. OG. OG. And I will say I do have two more artists. Um, Tamila Day, Thames, Thames Baby. Um, Definitely. Definitely, right? Just have to continue to call her out. She's doing well. She's on tour. I saw she's in London. Her mom was there. And I love her interlude where she says, Tamila, her name is Tamila Day, and she's a very special baby. So just love how Thames is doing well. And she's got her family by her side. And I also started listening to Burna Boy's new album, Love Mm -hmm. Damini. Yes. came out earlier this month uh we're in the last day of july it came out earlier in july um around his birthday because he's quietly one of like trey's you know um celestial twins um and yeah uh good album there tons of great tracks somebody said that so far right now um Afro beats is basically just people talking about the money they're getting and talking about going on trips and praising God for their good grace. And that's why they've been listening to it. And I also can agree with that. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like, why not? Like, it's great music. It's very chill. It's very much like, let's embrace the moment. Let's enjoy our futures and the prospects and let's, let's give God grace. And I agree with it. So Shout out to Burna Boy and all of the other Afrobeats artists and Tim's and yeah, anybody in between. So yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the original African artists that are coming out and finally getting attention. Like yes, a lot of African yeah, artists definitely. Right, are getting credits. You already had the vibe. Yes, I'm so excited. Right, and people have been stealing their drip for a long time. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's very cool to see um, artists from African countries be like the name, the headliner, like the focus. And you know me, I love trap music. I love it. So it's not about wanting to escape trap music, but I think it's just fun and cool to be present and um, witness to a new genre, you know, really doing well. So... Mm -hmm. You know, watching Wizkid and Tim's and Burna Boy and everybody really take off has been really fun and very cool. So, 
I'm gonna ask y'all this, and I don't. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not afraid to look crazy for everybody. But look, did y'all? I did not know that Tim's was Tim's until I saw Tim's. <laughs> I got you. I thought, Tim's baby. I thought I didn't know who. I thought mm-hmm. it was a young man making that music. I did. You thought it was a little dude. Yeah, I didn't think. I didn't. I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> Until you saw Tim's out there looking thicker than a f- motherfucking snicker. Old snicker. Oh. <laughs> right. Hey, y'all remember DMX and Belly uh, when Tim, well, what's that girl? It was Keisha, yeah. Keisha yeah. from Belly, yeah. Keisha, yeah. Big Keisha. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, wow, girl. Okay. But yeah, so, so yeah, shout out. Shout out to. Our Nigerian kings and queens doing it, representing Afrobeats. Uh, Burner Boy, Thames, we love you. Wizkid, you're that guy. So, yeah. Um, somehow we lost Chandra, but it's all good. So, <laughs> I really, going to be dead in the morning. Right? Oh, yeah, it's going to be slapped dead. Who knows what happened to her, but I appreciate but, but Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. For the listeners, uh, <laughs> we're actually looking at Chandra's ceiling, ceiling fan. <laughs> been around in her life she was in the party with us and it was a strong discussion and somewhere she t- tapped out somewhere. so we just need to have i think she i think she's emotionally exhausted from that last one yeah right maybe she doesn't know what she's gonna do to protect herself from viral infection i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> what did you say nate Maybe sleep is her answer for that that question. Perhaps, right? <laughs> Perhaps. But what we have determined is, hey, we do want to take action to protect ourselves um, in this in this country. We're going to keep ourselves safe um, from the viral circumstances we're facing. You know, in all seriousness. And hey, when it comes to viral content, always protect your neck. You know, make sure that you find yourself in the most legally advantageous situation. Okay. If nothing else. Right. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Always enjoy having you. We had a good time and I look forward to having you guys back. You know, it's 2022 and we are about 90 days ish away from homecoming. So we might have to have another conversation soon. Oh, yeah, and before we go, I definitely want to give a shout out. I want to give a huge shout out to my beloved fraternity Omega Sci-Fi Incorporated. We just celebrated our our grandest coming together up in Charlotte called the Conclave, where our FAMU own FAMU's own chapter of Upsilon Psi brought home the the the, the district everything. They brought home every award that you can think about. We are the best steppers and hoppers in the nation in the world for that for that matter and district champion of the year. So we got, you know, undergraduate chapter of the year. Yes. Yes. So shout out to Upside. Shout out to Florida AM. You know, we're not gonna let one girl keep us down. Um, we're going to reign supreme in our community of alumni and students. We are tens of thousands strong. And we were, we will remain that way. So again, I thank you guys for coming on and representing and, you know, kind of helping me bring a solid message to the people. And hopefully this will allow for us to be more prepared and consider our options so that we can be safe and, 
you know, protect our necks and faces and skin <laughs> as we go into the next season in this viral United States. Most definitely. And we got to send a shout out to what? what are the, um, what's the phobia that you have again? <laughs> Tripophobia. Shout out to all of the tribophobia people out there <laughs> that's going through, you know, the tribophobia type of activity. So, yeah, we <laughs> shout yes. y'all out. Yes, let's hope we all get our vaccine so we don't have to like deal with this shit. Damn. <laughs> and um yeah. With that said, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up. So you all have a good one and until next time, you take care. All right, peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And that wraps up another episode. Thanks for sticking with us. I know this was a long one. Chandra lost you there in the end, but thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Nate and Trey, for joining again. Hey, we've got, again, so much going on in viral America, but we definitely were able to conclude that we're going to stay safe, protect ourselves, be smart, uh, watch what we do and say on the internet, because our viral um, moments have consequences. And beyond that, you know, take care of yourselves and your families, guys. I appreciate you all for listening. And as always, I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye, guys.